Hi, Todd. Hello. What's happening? Welcome to Building Up To It, the only podcast with audio that may or may not be good on a week-to-week basis. Just kidding, mm. that's most of them. I got these little headphones because I thought that maybe the last episode was because the sound is coming out of my computer speaker, which might possibly go- be going back to the microphone. So We're only, we're only professionals here. <clears throat> I- so... So I, uh, I like to batch my emails, let's say. I don't, I used to be somebody who, uh, get a notification, respond to a notification, get another one, respond to that one. And some things happened and I started trying to batch them like, like you do anything else in batches for efficiency. I let my emails go for a couple days because they can. Like, it doesn't really matter if I if I don't get back to all of them right away. <clears throat> and most of them, most of the emails I get aren't really that necessary. If Bricklink likes to send you uh, a million emails, which uh, you can turn a lot of those off in your settings, but you can't turn them all off. The one I wish you could turn off was the you received an order. An order yeah. was placed in your store. It's I I don't need to know that through an email. Like you got to go on Bricklink to pull the order anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's fine for somebody who sells like one order a week and they never know when it's gonna be. Right. But I I just get a ton of emails that are just those. So I'll let it go for a few days over the holiday. I and my, our apologies for not having a show last week. But over the holiday, I let it go. So I today the twenty eighth. I did the emails from the 23rd through the 28th, and they were lighter than expected for that amount of time. Took me a little while, but I got through them all. Right. And the ones, the ones I worry about the most, I think, are the quote emails, when somebody requests a quote in your store, because they're only good for, I think, 48 hours. And I don't go to the mic... I don't go to, you know, you have your, your orders received and you have quotes received. I don't go to my quotes received page ever unless I happen to see the email saying that somebody requested a quote. Then I'll go look and quote them. But otherwise, I don't go in there because I've probably had, I don't know, 100 quotes since they introduced quotes, which isn't that many quotes. Mm-hmm. Do, you do, do, do you have quotes turned on in your store, Todd? I don't know if I do or I don't. I probably do, but I've never received a quote either way. Yeah. So, I mean, I. Yeah, I mean, we can get more into quotes later because that's an interesting topic. It. Uh, it really isn't <laughs> like quotes are. I, I. So I use quotes. Primarily in. Well, I know how I would use them, but. No two buyers are going to use quotes in your store the same way. No one really knows how to use them. I think the best way to use them, if somebody wants to buy a few sticker sheets and that's it, and you have your shipping settings based on price band like I do, mm-hmm. and someone's like, oh, look, I'm ordering one sticker sheet. I don't want to pay $5 shipping when you can throw that bad boy in an envelope. Right. And that's fine. 
So uh, they will use the quote system sometimes, and then I can invoice them for a non-automated shipping charge of like a dollar for sending out a letter. That's fine. I'll do that. That's a great way to use the quote. It doesn't lock you into auto-checkout. It allows me to modify the shipping price. And then if you accept it, it converts it over to an order. Bing, bang, boom. That's uh, not how most people use them. I've had one person use the quote like uh, a haggling maneuver where they thought, oh, if I request a quote, you'll put a discount on it and send it back to me. Like, you're right. I'm not actually charging this much for it. Here's what I'm actually charging. It's lower. That's that's definitely not how it works. Oh, you've, you've found the secret door. (laughs) <laughs> you found the secret door for better prices. You know, all you had to do is ask, and all the prices are lowered. Wow. That's that's that not is... how the quote works. That's It's been a while, though. That was probably when quotes were a, a new feature. That's, that's the email I, I worry about the most, is uh, missing a quote like that. Because it just makes me look bad when somebody requested a quote, and I just didn't see it for two days. Right. Maybe if the quote emails came through, but the somebody bought something from you legitimately doesn't come through, that'd be a better email notification system. Right. So, all right, let me let me pause you for a second on that yeah. trend. So you're talking about batching your emails. Um, I actually utilize that method. Oh man, I'm getting reverb in these things every time I talk. Jesus. All right, hang on. Oh man, I might have to. I might have to cut this out. This is way too crazy for me. Um, I can't think. All right, give me two seconds here. I'm cutting this off. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right, cool. So with the, <clears throat> so we're gonna find out too if it is in fact uh, headphones or not. Um, I had this idea that I was going to use headphones and try to help. You help tell them. us, was the first six minutes better than everything after that? Yeah, for sure. Um, so the something that I didn't realize is that your response time actually comes up when you put an order in. So when you put in an order um, and you're going and checking out, it'll actually say that this person's response time is uh, average, blah, blah, blah. How does, based on what though? I don't know. Uh, responds to messages, I think. Well, well, that's that sucks for me because I respond to all messages through email, and then I delete all the messages off of Bricklink because uh, I don't I don't need their messenger. Email works perfectly fine. I'm curious. I'm curious. I'm curious what yours looks like. So anybody that's um, you know bought from Bricks on the Dollar, I wonder if you know, or if you buy anytime soon, what the response time says because it's something that I actually re- realized. Uh, the last couple times that I made an order that it does indicate, um, you know, this seller's response time is X, Y, Z amount of time. Um, and that made me panic because I'm kind of an overachiever when it comes to trying to be on top of things. Cause the idea is, all right, we're in a market. There's going to be good stores. There's going to be bad stores. I want to classify myself, um, as a good store. So I do everything to my utmost, potential to you know service the customer on a high level so that 
when a message comes in and I see that thing on your thing, then it says like a one. I go to that thing immediately and I handle it right then and there. It doesn't matter if I'm like you would just you would die when you see my number hit yeah. 20. Yeah, when, I, when mine gets up to 20, I'm like, I got to go in there and delete all those. Just you would... recently around now with when I knew that basically all of the inquiries and things, you know, because you get it and you see regarding Bricklink order, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, geez. And I and I know and you know that it's a, you know, what's up with the delivery something. So I actually used the method of batching it. Um and I feel good about it because by the time that maybe a day or two passed, and obviously when we were doing all this holiday stuff, um, a couple of them, let's just say I had four of them. In total. They worked themselves out? Yeah, they already worked themselves out. So it's yeah. like, you know, no harm, no foul, you know? And yeah, you. I mean, it's it's kind of harm on on the, the person who sent you the message. But for you, you're like, didn't even weigh on my conscience. It's It's done. I mean, it weighed on my conscience. I mean, it's one of these things where it's like, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a little guy, man. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to make it out here. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm a small fish. So every order to me matters. Um, I don't get, you know, I don't have 30 ship outs a day. I don't have a lot of things going on in that form, but you should have seen the, the fill in mailman's face today. Yeah, it was, (laughs) He, I think he he rode back with a full truck and something on his lap. Wow, that's that's how much went out today because my regular carrier is on vacation for a week. Yeah, he I mean, took that Wawa gift card I got him, and he was like, "Peace." <laughs> He's like, "I'm going to Disneyland, baby." Yeah, he, don't, he, I don't think they have Wawa out in Disneyland. Th- they have not in land. But in world, yeah. yeah, they got they got Wawa yeah. in Florida, so maybe maybe close. That's funny. Um, you know, I find it, I find it interesting. You know exactly what you said. It's like I have guys that they haven't received. Like there, you know, there was a ship out December eighth, and they still haven't received it. I haven't heard a peep from them because what I did is I created a um, I created like a watch list. So I get a message, I copy and paste the tracking number, I put it on my watch list, so on and so forth. And that watch list, it was just building, building, building. And I think I took a 20 minutes and I just started going through, oh, I started using ShipStation, by the way, uh, yeah. based on your recommendation. Now, obviously, I don't have crazy amount of ship outs. So what I was doing is all of the ones, you know, in ShipStation, you could just click on it. So I was just going down one day and I was just... Yeah clicking on all the ones that were open and I was just trying to gauge and figure out and, you know, just creating a, a watch list. And I've had guys ship out December 8th or yeah, December 8th still haven't received. Don't hear a peep from them. And then I had guys that the 19th, like I'm getting, I'm getting an inquiry from the 19th on December 24th. And I'm like, bro, do you have any idea what is going on? Uh, like in the USPS world of things. I mean, that's what I want to say, but you can't say that, right? You can't, yeah. And I've got some anecdotes from today I could tell you about. Did I show you the uh, the end of day page on on ShipStation where you can see uh, which ones are in the system and which ones aren't? Oh, like the printout? 
like the end yeah, of the but it, it's got like a yes no column for does USPS know this exists or not? Oh no, that's pretty handy. Let's do a little screen share. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yo, ShipStation, for what it's worth, I'm happy to pay that little fee. Oh, boy. You got four. <laughs> Golly. All right. So you're seeing it. All right. All right. So yeah. we're going go to go to shipments here. Golly. And we're going to go to end of day. On the left, this is the new thing. I was talking about using the daily scan forms, and this is what it is. So. Yeah. We're going to go over here to end a day. You can pick your day. So let's go back to when all the bullshit started. Okay. On the 7th. Yep. That's um, me. 7 and 8. Yep. Yeah, it's Philadelphia, man. All right. So yep. mail stream column right here. You're looking at this. Okay. Um, sorry to anyone who didn't want their name on here. Um, go fuck yourself. So mail stream. It doesn't look at If you're looking for, if you see a no, that means nothing has happened. So, and a four digit yeah. number is an eBay sale. Okay. That's just how they come through into here. Yeah. So that one's that one's one that I don't know what's happening. And so these were all no's for a while. Yeah. There's uh there's one. No no telling why. But you see uh-huh. everything else from the same day is all in yeah. yes. Yeah. But I had two no's, there's a no, that's an eBay one. These are all poster tubes that just they just kinda roll them down the street. I don't know yeah. what they're doing with them. So they might I, hold them. They might hold them. Like they might have a box where, like, and then they just they just once the box fills up. I don't know. You I don't know. know. But at this is, let's say on the I don't know what day it was, but let's say middle of the month. I wanted to see how many orders still said no from the whole month. So I went back to every day on here, looking for no's. Look, there's a no. Oh yeah. Why? Why? Where is it? What yeah, happened to it? That would have been helpful because I was. I had. There's I a no. Yeah. And I don't know if you can. Uh, I don't. I don't think the tracking number is like a link on this. That'd be great if it was right yeah. there. One of these, you click it. Right. Uh but those are all no's. And uh, uh. at so at one point mid month, I was at about two hundred saying no, and mm-hmm. then on I want to say the nineteenth or so. I looked again and it dropped down to about fifty seven that said no. Yeah. That being from the night like the nineteenth back every day of the month. Fifty seven total. So a lot of them got scanned in at some point around mid month. Yeah. But not all of them. So if I so what I do is I will go to if the mailman's gonna pick up, I'll go to the day. And I already did one for today, so this is just what's left. Because you go into closed shipments, they're all no, because... Well, he did take them away. Unless these are the ones I packed tonight. He might not have taken all these away. You do the close all, which um, I would have done, but some of them have been scanned in. If any of them have been scanned in, you can't do that. you got to do a certain selection, but then I can't figure out what days... Because they all say no, so I don't know which ones are which, but... Yeah, you can do close all. It'll print you out a form anyway. You can see there's still errant yeah. packages from the beginning of the month that yeah. say no. Like there's a no eBay. Yeah. I don't know why they. It's not like they were shipped any differently. The eBay ones have just been getting singled out. Um, but a lot of these names I don't recognize from people who have 
messaged me asking yeah. where the package is. So I, right. I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's it's one of these things where I think you've got, you know, you got guys that are like hypersensitive, you know, or like anal retentive or whatever, and they're just on the edge of their seat. So I had and one. You've got guys I, that they they know the deal. They know what time it is. You know I what I mean? One, per, one person who I shipped it mid-month, and I I found that uh, – so I, I, I print the label, and then I, I physically type the tracking number into the tracking number field on BrickLink. I found that I've actually made fewer mistakes on the tracking numbers by typing them in than copy and pasting them from ShipStation. Really? over to another tab it just sometimes the copies or the paste or whatever it sticks and it it's putting yeah. the previous one in sometimes i put them out of order by accident this man you got the time to hunt and peck the number in there so you know like, what the laptop i also well, <laughs> i i'm a monster with the numpad but really? oh, okay. but yeah, but thing, yeah. the, the laptop i have at the store does not have a numpad so oh, i yeah. am i am hitting all the keys across the top Bro, like you can L. get you can. I know, I know. Numpad. I need to get a yeah. USB numpad for, yeah. the, for the, just just a little numpad on the side. I need to get I one of those. Good with the number pad because I was a cashier at a grocery store. You know, four zero one one. Your little yeah. Four zero one one all day. Bananas. Yeah, four zero one one. Shout out to all the cashiers out there. Four zero one one. So my my number pad skills came from my three month stint temping at uh, ETS in Ewing, New Jersey. The, the people who like grade the SAT. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had to do a lot of number entry, and I, I went from gonna, like. I thought you what? were gonna say Regis with the number pad down here, where you see him. And then oh no, no, no. see, I'm not, like, I'm not an ex-convict, so I can't work for Regis. Animals. Do you ever see Regis at work? Like, if you've ever like worked at a place and they had to do inventory, you see them. They're like, they're like spiders like in all the things and they're just like they're just ticking on this thing they've got the thing here and they're like and they're, it's just they're nuts it's amazing I'm, I'm sure i would get to that point I, I i attempt right out of college i attempted ets for like three months and oh, i went you from right after college yeah you went to college uh, yeah that's what the thing people do what's up that's the thing people do i was uh broadcast communications oh that's nice. So that's okay. So that's all right. You look like well, right now in this frame, you look like broadcast broadcast communication. And then I then I worked in radio for like three years after that. So Ooh. anyway, I went from like zero to hero on the numpad just mm. from working there for three months. It was it was astonishing how good I got how quickly on with that thing. And it's not that hard, but I can see how people play instruments. Yeah. Like if the numpad was an instrument, I would be competent as yeah. a musician. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things like when you're trying to improve and you're trying to um, get more efficiency in what you're doing, you end up getting little ticks, like tips and tricks, like in your, uh, like, I don't know, in your psychology or something, you know what I mean? And you just, you just get very efficient. Yeah. If you were to if you were to look at the discoloration on my keyboard here, because this one does have a numpad, all the numpad numbers are like worn. worn. Yeah. And this is this this laptop I got it like this year, uh-huh. maybe last year. Uh-huh. So you're a Windows guy. I am. Yeah. 
Anyway, uh, in, in those emails that I was going through today, I had one person uh, talking about tracking numbers. I, I, I made a typo, which I make a lot less often by typing it in than I do with copying and pasting it somehow. But I made a typo on one person's tracking number. I was one digit off, but apparently the it still took... Now you could still track the one that I did type in. Mm-hmm. It just it and it even said label created, so it wasn't my label, but right. it was somebody's label, I guess. Unless that's that's the initial n- number. I don't know, but I typed it wrong. They were tracking it. They were upset. It wasn't going anywhere. And at first, I was like, "Look, it's not going anywhere." And then, and then I I looked into it further because there's always the chance that I typed it in wrong. Right. That's fine. Or I typed in somebody else's. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Right. Uh, so I looked it up and I was like, you know what? Son of a bitch. I'm one number off. Right oh. in like the middle of this tracking number. So I, I said, my mistake. Here's the right one. And it's made more progress than the wrong one. So mm-hmm. here you go. Yeah. And and then they, on the 23rd, they messaged me. And I, I think I responded again with like pretty much the same thing. Like, I shipped it. There you go. Sorry I gave you the wrong one, but it was the right one existed the whole time. Uh, they, I think it was yesterday, they said that I hadn't responded to them, which I, I did on email, but I guess they didn't see it there because some people sign up for BrickLink and they just put like a junk email address in there and yeah. they're like, well, what do I need them knowing my email address for? Right. I'll just use BrickLink. And that's fine. But they, uh, they, they got, they got real nasty with me. They're like, I'm opening a PayPal claim. And then, oh, I, yeah. and, and this, I'm like 200 emails deep and I'm just going uh, next, 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 heading towards zero. Yeah. And I go to the next one. There's the PayPal claim. Oh, okay. You know, just like you said, then I go to another one. He goes, if, uh, I checked the tracking number and it says it's going to Florida, but I'm in Texas. If you send me a picture of the receipt from the post office with my sh- oh, zip, no. zip code, quote, oh, no. quote, I'll oh, cool no. off. Oh, no. And I was like, this motherfucker. Blacklist. Um, Blacklist. Yeah. So I, oh, no. I look at the tracking number and it says delivered today, 28th. And so I responded, you mean that package that was delivered today? And then, um, and then I realized I'm like 200 emails deep and I'm like, um, I click on the, the PayPal claim and it goes to PayPal and it's like, there are no claims open right now. I was like, oh, so he must have got it and canceled the claim and I just sent some shit his way uh, when there's probably more emails from him if I just waited and kept going. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Uh, I do finally get to the email from today when he got the package um, and said, uh, you know, sorry about all that. I got... I got burned by another BrickLink seller this month for like two hundred and ninety dollars, so uh, it's just you know I'm a little cautious about this. And I was like, "Hey, you have every right to be skeptical of a package like that." Yeah. I just I I just find it frustrating as a seller who knows he's shipping out every package mm-hmm. that some buyers understand and some don't. Like, there's nothing I can do to prove it. And I know this is like the fifth episode in a row. This is all we talk about. And I can't wait till this is not a thing we talk about anymore. Yeah, but for real. there's just some real interesting part. things. Look, it's um, 
it's just like it's just like I mean we said it before. It's the same thing. It's like you you know you have a pool of a hundred. You can tell when you're dealing with someone that isn't necessarily understanding when they get demanding. You know what I mean? Like there's really no reason in any in any shape, way, shape, or form to initiate a conversation with a seller with demands. Just none. There is none. And I see it as a clear sign because I mean, I've gotten it too, where it's like, I get a message and it's like, wow, wow, this is really demanding. Like I think rule number one in life, you know, just outside of BrickLink, outside of everything, outside of Lego, outside of commerce, outside of business, outside of everything, rule number one, you gotta be cool, man. You gotta, you gotta be cool. You gotta be cool. And, 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 and being cool is basically a combination of the golden rule and, and all that. Now, maybe you weren't raised right. Maybe you get away with these types of ways to talk like that. It's just not right because we're all people, man. We're all trying to, you know, we all need to eat. We all need to put a hat on when we go outside and it's cold. You know, you get punched in the face, it's gonna hurt. Like it's, it's all that, but all this like, and I think a lot of it comes from like, you know, the Walmart thing where it's like, look, you go and let me ask you, have you ever had this happen to you? You, you buy a set, you open the set and you realize the minifigures are gone. Like this is a sealed set and you got it from like a Walmart or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Then you look at the inside of the box. Like my first experience of this, I couldn't understand what was going on. But then I realized, cause I already cut the bags and everything. So I didn't realize that the bags were like, you know, sealed somehow with like a heat sealer. And then you realized that the seals weren't cut. And hopefully I don't give anybody ideas because this is the most dirt baggiest thing to do. But the seals were cut, or no, the seals were not cut. But basically there's like the box is glued, like hot glued. Yeah, the, I've, I've seen it. Yo, it is the most disgusting thing ever. So I think I think that's what it comes from is like this return type of mentality where it's like, but at the end of the day, you're not really hurting anybody, but yourself, because you think that you're gaining this, this thing or this like $10 or, you know, it just doesn't make sense. But rule number one, be cool. But I think all this like return mentality creates this bad buyer type of thing. Like over time, you know, if, if you get away with it once and you like, you're like, yeah, you know, I'm the man, you have this idea that you're going to continue to do this. And then especially when it's like, you know, there's all this like entitlement stuff where it's like people feel like they're entitled to something, you know, and I don't know if it's, you know, I don't want to classify anything like put a name like a millennial or whatever the heck people talk about, but there's a lot of this entitlement stuff like, I gave you money. You need to have this thing shipped out immediately. But they don't think that, hey, this guy's got 30 ship outs today or whatever it is. Like they have absolutely zero, zero interest in your in 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 you, like the golden rule. And I think that 
when I get a when I get a message from someone and it's demanding, you know, we had this conversation earlier, like you would ask, like, you know, do you block or whatever? And just kind of in generalities to like the group. And my initial reaction just very quickly is yes, like it, this is one person out of thousands and they're a bad actor. Get them off. Yeah, and I and, and the reason I froze a minute ago was because I had the gall to look up the registration calendar on Bricklink at the same time that we're recording this. Imagine that two things at once. Computer is going to die. It's because you're uh, a Windows guy. <laughs> it's it's Windows because guy. it's because I didn't buy a good computer. I just bought yeah. a computer. Um, so I I wanted to see the how many how many people sign up for Bricklink each day this month uh there's been thirty-seven thousand people that have signed up this month mm. uh, you could compare that let's see if i go back to november wow thirty-seven thousand people this month Thirty-one thousand in november so i i don't know wow you'd have to look at every every december every month and see if it like has a trend of being higher or whatever but it's been it's uh oh, really? it's it's 2200 people today signed up on Breaklink. How many people have to sign up on Bricklink a day before you're willing to just start axing buyers that you don't want to deal with because they're less than completely smooth? Well, no, I mean, and look, they're not just less than completely smooth on Bricklink either. They're less than completely smooth in their life in general, especially if they have the gall to initiate conversation with you in a very demanding way because that tells me that they perceive you as some sort of uh, less than person. And that's unacceptable to me. You know what I mean? That's unacceptable to me, period. How much effort do I have to put in before I have the kind of reputation where if I said I shipped your package out, then yeah. I shipped your package out? Right. So I, I, I buy these model kits, and one of the sites I bought them from had this big Instagram post, I don't know, a week or so ago, about how and they're and they're in North Jersey, so they're using some of the same facilities as us, probably. Right. It if if for the packages that went USPS, I suppose. But they had this big Instagram seven slides suite of we shipped all these packages out on the seventh, you know, the 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 day the earth stood still, and we realized none of the tracking numbers are showing up. They're, they've all left. They left on a big old truck. Here's a picture of the truck. <laughs> we shipped them out. Like a store, that, a store of that caliber who sells on their own website is yep. not is not slave to you know, PayPal or BrickLink or anything else mm -hmm. like that. Right. They had to go out there and say, "Look, we shipped your packages. I don't know why you don't believe us." Right? How big yeah. do you got to get before before yep. people just say if look. they shipped it, they shipped it? Here's the thing: it's the nature of the beast. So, look, we talk about this at length, but it is the nature of the beast when you're dealing with the public. But my big thing is, look, you know, be cool because. I'll tell you, and just to end this kind of on a high note, I don't know if we're off this topic, but just on my side, just to end this on a high note, I have very understanding people as well, where, you know, communication is key for everything in life, right? And especially if we're operating on the internet um, and we're operating in a, in, a, in a commerce fashion, communication is key. Um, communication is key in life. Like, listen, you got a problem with your wife, you tell your wife, 
you guys work it out. It's the same thing here. So I've had many, many inquiries where these people are super understanding and super cool. And that helps. And that also really magnifies the bad actors coming in demanding and just make me want to ban them all. Like, get out of here, get out of here. Uh, there was a, there was a story. I've got a, uh, I'm out here in the Allentown area. I had one go out on the eighth and it still has not delivered. <laughs> it still has not delivered, dude. Look, I could have walked it. I could have like walked it, taken a lot of breaks. Um, you know, eating a lot of mayonnaise sandwiches on the way and have gotten it there already. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, but this person is super cool. And the order, again, you know, this is like a $100 order, man. This is like a $100 order. You know, I would be a little bit weird too on a $100 order. But then once you start seeing on every Tom, Dick and Harry's Bricklink thing that USPS is slammed and you go to the tracking thing and on the top it says, we are slammed. We can't do anything about anything. Uh, basically, I mean, you can't blame you can't blame the person that shipped it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You really. Can't. And that's probably why we haven't received more messages from buyers on Bricklink yeah. about where their packages are. The some of them, of some are. of them probably understand. Yeah, and yeah, we're important. only going to talk about the ones who didn't understand. Of course, because it's actually kind of funny. I mean, <laughs> and plus, it's kind of you know, it gives you a bitter taste. But, you know, I think drama-free is priceless, especially if you're working hard, you're doing what you need to do, you're doing all that stuff. Like, drama-free is priceless because what ends up happening, like, look at these episodes. We were talking about it. What ends up happening is we get so stuck on, like, and it sounds, like, so bad, like, oh, we're so negative or whatever. But it's, like, we get stuck on these things because it's taxing on our, like, mentality in the day because we actually do worry about it. So if that's, you know, it's crazy. The fact so, is, USPS is digging themselves out right now. and I, I don't know, man. They just took a pay cut. We're back it, to regular pricing for the next month. I, I, don't, I, I don't. Did it start on Saturday? I don't know when it started, but I went to ship some uh, padded flat red envelopes, and I was like, $7.75? Where have yeah. you been the last three months? <laughs> no more 815s for me. Yeah, baby. No, it's great to see. It's it's fun. I mean, I am slammed right now. Um, I am actually slammed because I took the plunge on Brick Owl. So Brick Owl, uh, I initiated my inventory on Brick Owl on 1210. Uh, I have to say there's a lot of activity over there. I know that you've heard about that there's a lot, a lot of activity over there. I don't know if it's because of the no tax thing. I don't know. Whatever the speculation is, but there is... There is a lot of activity on Brick Owl. Is there a positive correlation between buyers who don't want to pay sales tax and buyers that will complain about something? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'll tell you what, like everybody on Brickout, like I haven't really heard a peep from anybody on Brickout. Um, 
I get a couple messages. And going back how you were talking about quotes, I'm getting quotes on Brick Owl. Um, I would have to say I've gotten four of them. Two of them actually turned into orders. Two of them I haven't heard anything about. So it's like yeah. it's one of these things like I don't care. I'm not looking into it because I'm I'm busy. I'm busy. Like when I'm it, like, operating. Sure, it's, I'm you know, put up or shut up, right? If you, if you didn't pay for this yet, then it's not really an order in my eyes. Well, that's what it is. I mean, it was it was a it was a quote, and I think it's one of those things like tire kickers. You know, they're trying to see if they can uh, if they if they if they've knocked on a secret door or something. You yeah, know? I mean, you found it. it. And I mean, what are you doing? You're going to save yourself two bucks or whatever. You know, congratulations. I don't know. Oh, oh, you knocked on the door and you're the lucky winner, and it's free. Everything's free today. I'm going to ship it out to you for free, and I'm actually going to put money in the bag too. I don't know. You know what I mean? I, I have no idea. But, <laughs> but it's it, the whole thing. The whole thing about this whole brick owl thing is there it is it is legitimate like in my eyes like like i said i wanted to put my hands on it i wanted to put my hands on it to um you know because i can't talk about it if i haven't put my hands on it you know what i mean so it's like all right let me figure this out i got involved on um through brick freedom so shout out to uh steve over at brick freedom good man uh i don't know you, the guy, you, you but... made your way up the queue i see I made my way up the queue because I pretty much begged. I pretty much begged. And I'm like, hey, listen, like not begged. Like I didn't get on my hands and knees and say, you know, you know I don't know. I didn't, I, I didn't, but basically, <laughs> basically I, I begged. And because um, uh, I wasn't moving in the queue for a while. So yeah from what i know about it it's actually pretty sweet the brick freedom thing the super super interesting thing about it is you can do multi orders so you can pack your orders off of brick freedom and you, let's just say you have you know seven orders you can pull them all at once so you're basically pulling seven orders at once going through your inventory tick 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 and uh I haven't really figured out yet if it is super efficient or the most efficient way to do it because obviously there's <laughs> you some definitely order. need a cart for that. You don't need a cart for many things, but that's the kind of if you have seven orders at once, yeah, and you're pulling, and it's like this this lot goes in order four, this oh. lot goes in order two. Yeah, truth be told, truth be told, I actually made a flubber rub where basically I was doing seven orders and one lot ended up. So this is obviously it creates a mistake on two orders. So one lot went into the, and I verify my orders too. So it's like, I'll pull the order and then I verify the counts. But when you're verifying the counts in your mind, you're looking at the screen and you're verifying the count of the part. But if a part is there that shouldn't be there, you end up missing it. So if there's a part physically that is there that shouldn't be there, you end up missing it because you're looking at the part on the screen. I don't know, it's complicated. But I know I, I, I follow. Yeah, and I flubbed up. I flubbed up an order pretty bad. I, I like the idea of the pulling multiple orders at a time because it seems like it's more efficient, especially if you have parts that sell in every order. Cornerstone yeah. parts like yeah. I mean, black and white one by two plates in used condition. Almost every order takes yeah. some of them. Almost okay. every order Um, in new condition. It's probably not as many, but if I didn't have any used in in stock, 
then maybe they will be buying new instead. That that I couldn't tell you. Right. But I I know the exact bin out of two thousand plus shoebox bins. I know the exact bin that's each each of those. Right. So sixteen sixty nine and sixteen ninety one are the black and the white used one by two plates. That's where they are. Right. Because I go to them in every order. Right. Um. So if if it seems efficient where if you pull in a bunch of orders at once, you only have to go to that bin once and maybe you grab some for each of the seven orders all at the same time. Right. But I just, I'll you'd you have that. to, you'd have to have a lot more concentration going to be able to yeah. like nothing, no music playing, no nothing. Just yeah. you're fully in it to be able to not make any mistakes while doing that. Or maybe I'm just it. not good enough for it. I'll tell you what it is, is it's just like everything. Um, you got to taste it and touch it and feel it. And then you have to come up with a system. So that's kind of the stage where I'm at is I'm coming up with a system. So like three lot orders, I pack those independently. A hundred lot orders, I pack them independently. Uh, 20, 30, 40 lot orders are the ones that I'm going to try to multi-pack. And I have a table like, See, I don't know even the most efficient way to pack orders. Like, I don't take it, put it in the bag, and put it in a, and put it in one of these. You know what I mean? This is a. I actually ha- and like I don't do it like that. I actually have like a table where I pull it all in order, because then I go back and I verify the counts when the order is complete. So what I have is I have a system where it's basically a table and it's going to be order one, order one, order two, order three, order four, order five, order six. And then they just basically, I pull it like I'm trying to work with this camera here. So I'm trying to, you know what I mean? So I have them laid out. And then what I also do, and this is something that I started doing early on. I don't know if this is what everyone else does. When the order is complete, ready to get bagged up. I actually have a, I snap a picture of the order. I snap a picture of the order because how many times do you get a thing where it's like, oh, you know, I was supposed to get six of these two by 14 plates and I only have four. And then let me tell you that it's it's easier to give them their 15 cents back than it is to take a photo every time. I just it's just one of those. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, but the thing is, is with me. When there's something missing, I feel inclined to actually ship it out. I do, too. I you know, do too. I I, for, and most of the time, if I have it, I do ship it out. Yeah. If if they ask, if so I had one person today say, and this person actually um, went back on it uh, ten minutes later, but you know me, one email at a time. Yeah. Take care of that email. Next email. Oh, I didn't have to take care of that email. They right. said, hey, this piece was missing. It's like thirteen cents. No big deal. Just shoot me the refund. They didn't ask for me to ship it. If they had said this piece was missing end of email i would have shipped the piece yeah but they said send me the refund I'm like hey no problem no argument here refund of them next email oh my god i went through it three times i don't know why i didn't see it it was right here the whole time and i was like no problem i already sent the refund doesn't matter yeah keep no, it moving 2020 I feel, I feel inclined to ship it out but i would rather refund so here's but. here's my i don't know if this is my last anecdote from the emails but i I put it on the Brickling forum as well, to which it received one response. 
Oh man, you're hitting up Brooklyn Forums, dude. That's that's uh, only when I have Forums guy, are you? No, I'm not. Only when I have something that I want the community to be aware of, right. and and I might not be the person who initiates the change on Bricklink, but somebody else might feel strongly about it who has nothing better to do than initiate changes on Bricklink, and they might do it. But right. at least I said it to someone somewhere. Yeah. Somebody emailed me, and they said, "Hey, I I got this piece in the order, but based on the photo, I thought it was two pieces. Can you send the other one from the photo?" I was like, "What is? The, one of my damn kids must have messed up on this order." So I go and look. <laughs> There are a lot of stock photos on BrickLink for catalog items that show multiple angles of the same piece so that you can see everything in one photo. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah and you yeah. know what? And I, and I said on the BrickLink forum, I'm like, look, the longer you're on BrickLink, the more accepting you get of this is just how things work. Right. You don't question things anymore. Yeah. Because this person's request to me really hit me like this person might be right this this yeah. is this is a customer who's complaining about something and they might actually be right yeah because there it's a photo and it has two copies of the same piece one is flipped over so you can see the top and the bottom at the same time uh-huh. they're new enough to bricklink yeah they figured there's two i'm getting two yes that's what the photo is yeah yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah, yeah. they might be right that's that might be uh, false advertising. I've had that inquiry before. I've had. Oh, that really? This before. this is the first time I've ever thought about it, mm-hmm. ever heard about it, any of yep. that. And I yep. put it on the forum. I said, I started with like, look, I know you're not going to change anything, but <laughs> oh, no. maybe these photos that have multiple angles of the same piece should have a disclaimer somewhere about how you're getting one, and this is for illustrative purposes only. Yeah. And uh, somebody else said, uh, there's one response, and it's somebody with 50,000 parts in their store, so, you know, whoop-de-doo. But they said, uh, I put a disclaimer, I, I've had this problem before, and I put a disclaimer in the in the comments section for each of the items that have stock photos like that. I'm yeah, like, thinking to myself, good luck. Good, good luck with all that free time, yeah, dude. Sure. No, I've had that happen, and then my response was, you know, that's it's that's the photo. The photo's not right or something. And they were understanding. I don't know how I said it, but I said it in a way where it actually made sense. I, I, I said, they said, can you send me the other one, like in the photo? And I look, and it's a five-cent part. Yeah. And I'm thinking, fuck no, I'm not sending you that part. Oh, like, if oh, you <laughs> said, I'm going to place another order, yeah, can you throw it in? Yeah, I'd be like, of course I'll throw it in. Whatever, I don't yeah. care about this five cent part. I yeah. care about the three dollars to ship it to you. Yeah, for sure. And and but I didn't say anything about a refund, anything about shipping out their part. I said, this is very interesting. That is the stock photo. They do that a lot of times, but I've uh, I've never actually seen it from your point of view before. Yeah, I'm gonna have to bring this up with with Bricklink itself because I think you have a valid point there. End of email. Yeah. Like. Nice one. So, so we'll see if they respond or anything. But I would be way more inclined to be like, "Here's a nickel back, go away," than you know I would what? be to send that piece out. 
I'm... And I don't know if it's because I'm in the right and they only ordered one, or if it's because it's five cents. I'm not sure where I lie on that. I'm curious who that person is, because it might be the same person. <laughs> it might be the same person, the same part that happened to me. So they might just be trolling everybody. Who knows? Um, if they found out the secret loophole, the, the secret backdoor yeah, on right. Bricklink wow, is... I am going to amass... I am going to amass a lot of these parts, buying them one at a time. I'm going to buy one and I'm going to get two. Meanwhile, I'm paying, you know, shipping. <laughs> like, what's up? I don't understand. Well, all right, so since we're on this topic, you're talking about that one part. Sometimes my brain is just absolutely boggled. I mean, I don't mind it either way. I don't care. But I am, like, boggled about, like, one part. Like, I I get what, ordered. You mean, you mean when somebody just orders one part? One part. One part, the part is seven cents. I don't understand it. I mean, I don't mind it. Like if I had, if I had like 80 of those in a day, it's all good, dude. Like I don't mind. I wonder if it has to do with the easy buy system. Like that was the one part that didn't show up in any of the first four stores it took to make this big order. Well, they, and then well, they just went to a fifth store, and well, it was yours for that it, one part. That makes it even worse because that means that it's a relatively small build, and if it is three or four or two or three, they're paying shipping four times for two dollars worth of parts, maybe seven dollars worth of parts. Maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, one part. I, I, I get it. I, I get at least one a week. One, one part. I'm oh, sure I get, I get, get, I get, I get plenty. Quite a lot. Um, I had one today. They actually placed it a couple days ago, but I didn't get to pull it till today. Today was the first mail pickup anyway, yeah. so it's it went out as fast as it could because it was a priority. I told you I I started. Uh, I didn't used to have priority as an auto checkout. Yeah. Because the the prices are all different. Yeah. But then I said, why don't I just make this easy? If somebody wants priority, they don't want to wait for me to invoice them. They want to pay, and I want them mm -hmm. to pay. So I said, if it's if you spend zero to fifty, it's five bucks. You spend fifty to hundred, it's ten bucks. You spend over a hundred, it's free shipping in the U.S. If you want priority, which means I'm gonna ship this right now, using priority mail, jumps to the front of the list. It's twelve bucks. Yeah. Which I think is a great bargain for that kind of service. Yeah. Especially with some of them. I don't know. It's only been really tiny orders. Like today I shipped two axles, two four long axles, priority. Wow. So it was like 1260 or something like that. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and it went. A lot of these are so small that the cheapest option is a small flat rate box, mm -hmm. which is like 765. Yeah. It's just it's swimming in there because it's so small, but yeah. it goes out in that in those, and it's really easy, and it jumps to the front of the list. I think it's a good service. No, hundred uh, percent. I think it's good because, like, here's the thing: like, if I if I need something, so you know, going back, I'm gonna I'm gonna renege on my one part thing. If I want something and I want it bad enough, I'm gonna pay the shipping, whatever. If I want it, if I want it, like insured. And I want it faster than, or like maybe a day or two sooner and cross my fingers that it's going to happen. I mean, I'll go with the priority. So, I mean, I guess it's not too far-fetched, but it happens a lot. So it's like, there's, I don't know. I don't know. 
I don't know. It's probably a dumb question. It's probably even dumb to even think about. Like I should just not even care and just ride it out. But you know, I find it strange that it's it is what it is. I don't mind. Um. Yeah, I don't mind. I think that's all of the exciting things from my day going through email. So I I, I pulled orders, and then Vicky came in to pull orders, and at that point I shifted over to processing emails because i know there's gonna be two or three emails in that block of i was Angry. shorted i was shorted one part can you send it out yeah which i, I do but yeah. i can't let those go too long or it looks like i'm just ghosting them completely yeah so i gotta i gotta get those out in the mail too and they're just like any other order where it has to get shipped so yep. better get it in the mail before it uh can sit in, in philadelphia for a month <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was definitely something where they shut down facilities, uh, for sure. I mean, they definitely shut down a facility up here, um, and they definitely shut down a facility down there. I, I I had some tracking updates. Some some of the buyers who were saying, you know, nothing's happening, and they're 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 staying on top of it because they're it's the one package they have coming in, and like the hundreds I have going out. Yeah, but they they've been really kind in that they've been sending me updates. Without mm-hmm. me having to look at it, they're like, here's what's yeah. up now. I'm like, hey, cool. I wasn't yeah. going to look into it, but thank you for telling me. Right. So I'm saying. The, the, the majority was, of the people are sweet. What was interesting was, so they, they all left on the 7th. That's the day from hell. But mm-hmm. uh, the one person said it finally got scanned in. I think it was on the 17th. But it scanned in for its first time on the 17th at my local post office. Mm-hmm. Does that mean it never actually left the building until then? I was under the impression that everything had gone to like Philadelphia and then not gone anywhere. But this one's first scan, unless it can retroactively scan somehow, like they just decided to exist. Like punching a date, yeah. Yeah, that maybe that. But if first scan was local after that long, and to to me that says either I didn't ship it until then or it didn't leave that building until then. I don't know. I know that I know I shipped it. I don't know if the second one is true or not. But I I was really prepared for the first scan to be like mid ship, like somewhere along the way, somewhere like somewhere in Philly or something. But no, to scan ten days later at the building next door to me, the post office, that was strange. Yeah, it must have just. I mean, because I had some of those too, where it's like, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think, I think what happens is like, if they have a day where they've got to shut down or they got a day where like a couple guys are out or something like that, it just piles up. And then the next day comes and they can't let that one pile up. So they're just kind of ignoring that one pile. And they're like, listen, this is just a hand, you know, this is only 400 packages when we have 800 coming in today and we have another 800, yeah. 900 it's, tomorrow. It's, it's triage. It's like if if you want to maintain the highest percentage of happy customers, you're going to let that minority of customers yeah. get worse while yeah. you make all, the majority better. Yeah. And it's like you're going to have 10 people upset, but 90 people happy when you when you could have had the first 10 people join the happy club 
but 20 people out of the 100 got upset because you fell behind on on future ones it's it's is 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 that not triage yeah 100% i mean so the question is is how do we what is the what do we do what do we do next year around this time do we just go on vacation for the month or what well i saw one person on the forum saying like they this had some stupid post like does anyone have any upset buyers this season? And I was like, oh, I'm a no. click. I'm a click on this, and I go in there, and they said, Yeah, I've been closed for like a month, and I've heard some horror stories, so I'm kind of glad I closed. It's like, yeah. why? Are you, why are you here? Like, go, might, go reopen your store. Stop looking on the forum. I might actually, I might actually do a thing where it's like, you know what? I, I'm going to accept orders, but I'm only shipping out once a week. You know, so instead of no, Should that won't do. Day, six packages. That, that won't do with Christmas no? looming. That won't do. I don't know. So, so that's why I'm asking you. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm thinking about like, what is the strategy? I mean, obviously, we have a year for this, but the strategy is definitely to use the end of day forms yeah. as often <laughs> as possible. Like, start using them like November first. Yeah. If it. not, all year yeah. long. That's it. Um, I actually, my mailman is super sweet. You know, they have the scanners and the thing. So it's like when he picks up from me, um, he, he scans them. He scans them before he puts them into wherever they go on his truck. Um, well, think about you a year from now. Think about how many orders you're yeah. going to have then. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. I mean, it, there's going to be... your mailman, he's going to be dead. He's too <laughs> sweet to live. He's not going to make it. I don't know, man. I, did, I don't know. You know, it's one of these things, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I have a backlog. I have a backlog of things to get into the store. That I haven't put, I haven't, I haven't added anything into my inventory in like six weeks. And I don't know, man. I wonder, I want, like, I wonder how do I scale this? Cause it's not like, like, bro, I'm a one man operation. I got a full-time job. I, I, I do like, you know, I'm a dad. I got to try to do, I got to try to sleep at night. You know what I mean? Like, there's just a lot going on where it's like, I don't know. I don't know how people do this, man. Like, for real. Like, it's not like it's hard. It's not hard work, but it takes time. And then when you get, like, for guys that are, like, I don't know, these overachievers or whatever that we've talked about, these guys that are, like, overachievers, it's like, how do you do it? I don't understand. Like, am I not efficient? I might not be efficient, man. I might I might need you to come up here and give me some efficiency tips because I might you need you to come down here and pull an yeah, order. I mean, seriously, because I question my efficiency. You know what I mean? Like I really do. I question my efficiency. I question like I question my efficiency on um uh putting putting parts into inventory. That's 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 one thing, like major. And then I question my efficiency on packing orders. So putting uh, parts in the, into the inventory is probably my least efficient thing yeah. I do. Right. If you want to talk about efficiency for that, I think Ralph's the one to talk to for sure. Because he's got his own script written that will help him put parts away. In So you know how you, you pull an order, you sort your order by remarks, and then yeah. everything's in in order so you yeah. can you don't have to double back ever you move across the store and you pull the order right. he, and but with you upload parts and some of them are consolidating and some of them are not it's, it's all over the place right he's got it scripted so it will reorder them 
so he can put parts away in, in you know, left to right order, just yeah. like he can pull an order in left to right order. I'm actually so, putting it. I'm putting it away left and right order uh, in uh, uh, in sequence as well. Um, but I don't have a script. I mean, I have a system. The system's actually pretty simple um, because I'm doing like when you're when you're doing a when you're doing a part out on new on new parts or whatever it's you can you can do your um you can do your inventory of that set in your inventory and then you just do the inventory locations you know what i mean so when you go to your inventory um you can put in the set number so you know xyz what parts do i have in my inventory of xyz uh, and then it'll pull up all the parts from that set in your inventory. And then you just basically put it in order and then you can put it away that way. That's the way I do it. No script. I'm not following, but I, I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the difference is most of my uploads aren't sets. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm saying. For new, you can do it that way. For used, I don't think you can. You're just hunting and packing. Yeah. So I, 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 I've made it more efficient, but it's definitely yeah. the least efficient thing I do. Um, somehow, printing the shipping labels is also like I, I recognize how inefficient and long it takes for what it what it really is, and that's something I would really like to streamline later. I'll tell you what. Ship station, major efficiency. It is, but I still, I'd still, like, if I could have it spit out a label so that the person who packs the order can just put a label on it and it's done, that'd be great. Because right now, the bag, the bagged orders with the number written on them all come to my desk, and then I have to figure out what envelope it's going in in ship station you know, weigh it and print the label for it put it on there and put the tracking number in the tracking yeah. number field i mean your thing is coming because you got a lot of hands on it i mean if you were doing it yourself you'd have a system and that really wouldn't be a problem but the, you know. there's there's too many there's too many weight variables on bricklink and i i just i wouldn't trust bricklink to go Here's how much it's going to weigh packed and yeah. send that weight through to ship station. So a label could be created to just slap on the bubble mailer. Yeah. I don't think there's a clear enough path there. I'll tell when, you what. when you're shipping things of known weight and quantity and all that, um, you can you can make the presets in so when you sell something on eBay and you have the weight because you you told it what weight it is when you listed that item on eBay or it's a stock item like a DVD or something or a book and it has a weight yeah. um, that weight will carry through to ship station so all you gotta do is hit print it already knows what it's gonna be like there's these uh. books these books I'm selling and they have a weight on eBay because they do right and because on eBay you put in Here's the dimensions, here's how much it weighs, and here's the shipping service I want. All that runs through to ShipStation. 
Right. And all you got to do is, like, I ship one of these books. It's got the two pounds media mail ready to go. And all I have to do is click 333 print. Right. And and that prints out. But on BrickLink, this new used plastic bags, no plastic bags, <laughs> bubble mailers, boxes. It's yeah, cardboard envelopes for the sticker sheets. It's... It sounds it it sounds like it's a dumb problem and it should be solvable, but it's right. just not right now. I'll tell you something because now that we're talking about weird things with Bricklink, like so, I've weird been, things I, with Bricklink. I've been I've been active on Brick Owl for what eighteen days now, and I'm finding there are a lot of little features that you wouldn't necessarily really even think about until you get some experience on there that. I don't see why BrickLink doesn't have this. So, for example, I get an order from Johnny Johnny One Two Three, you know, in the middle of the night, and it's you know seven lots, and then I get another order from Johnny One Two Three ten minutes later, and it's another twelve lots. Well, on BrickLink. Right. But it will never tell you that two of them exist. And it's just either you see it or you don't. And if there's yeah. 80 orders between them, right. you're not going to see it. Well, guess what? On Brick Owl, it actually combines it and it combines the shipping. And it says combined with that other order. So basically, so the first order is $4 shipping. The second order, it already calculated that it's going to take it to the next weight band. And that order, is the dollar shipping? Yeah, come on. Oh yeah, I, mean, no, I, I, I would. Lo- I I think yeah. I've even made that suggestion on the Bricklink forum, unbeknownst well, of it actually I'll existing on Brick I Owl. Was, I was totally unaware of it, and Brick Owl. Wow. I mean, I I gotta say, I was impressed, and that's for something that's so simple and like minuscule. It's such a minuscule, simple thing. The other thing, like we can talk about this, you know, off air or whatever. There's a lot of data on there. It tells you how many active carts you have. So, for example, it's like it tells you how many active carts you have. It tells you keywords that are used in your store. And it tells you which ones higher. So, let's just say they're searching decorated. So, for example, decorated is a keyword that's trending number, you know, high on my little thing. There's a lot of data that you're getting on Brick Owl that you're not getting on BrickLink. And it's not, I wouldn't be able to say that it's like earth shattering stuff. But for someone that, someone like you, that is an intelligent person and has a lot of experience on BrickLink, I'll tell you, when you see this stuff, if and when you see this stuff, I should say, you're going to be like, wow, there's, there's a lot of things here that should be there. But I'll also tell you that me being a small guy and just the amount of business that I've procured from Brick Owl in this 18 days, I think you're going to struggle with the volume. <laughs> I think you're going to struggle. Yeah. With Bro, you're going to turn it on and your first day on Brick Owl I mean, let's take bets. Your first day on Brick Owl with your inventory, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get thirty orders on Brick Owl on top of your thirty orders on Bricklink. You know what I mean? Like that's what's gonna happen, hundred percent. 
And then you're going to be like, what did I do? And then you probably have to figure something out. You're going to have to hire another kid. You're going to have to have a, you're going to have the brick owl kid. You know what <laughs> I mean? Just, you come in, you pull the brick owl orders. You don't go on brick. You don't even know about BrickLink. Just a dedicated brick owl kid. The yellow tablet is yours. That's the owl tablet. The blue and the black tablets for BrickLink. I got to say, I'm impressed. I mean, like I said, I mean, my whole thing is like, this was like an experiment, right? Like this is a, this was an interest, like, I'm interested because I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And I'm also interested because I find it interesting. So, you know, we've talked about this at length. I got to tell you, I'm impressed. I really am. And it's one of these things where, yeah, at first and on the surface, you're like, uh, you know, this is some generic. And that very well may be the case. However, just the sheer amount of activity um, and the orders, like sometimes you can tell in an order, like, wow, this person's a serious builder. You know what I mean? Um, there are some serious builders on Brick Owl. I got to tell you that. And, uh, you know, I'm sure since we've been talking about it, you know, in the comments, you know, people have been saying, listen, where have you been? Why aren't you there? This, that, and the other thing. Yeah. Like, I, I think like, we did, you- we did, uh, pretty well on the, the, the episode about Brick Owl. Yeah. And uh, it it's it's interesting that I might actually make more money from the video about Brick Owl than I would selling on Brick Owl. <laughs> That's a weird flex, but I mean the, the ad revenue on the Brick Owl episode is is pretty good. All right, so you owe me one. Um, <laughs> look, it's it's. It's one of these things, like I said, I mean, my first, my first thoughts of it is, uh, you know, this thing is this thing, you know, it's like, you know, you've got the, you know, you've got the good chocolate and then you got the Russell Stover chocolate, you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, what is this? This is a rough Russell Stover chocolate. This isn't the Godiva or the good, whatever. This isn't the, whatever people have for high end chocolate. And I put my hands on it for 18 days and I'm realizing that. I was totally wrong and that there is, in fact, there is a lot of activity on there. So I would also say like, okay, what did you say? There was 32,000 new members for what was it? 32,000 or 22,000? It was was 2,200 for today. It was like 37,000 for the month. So I, I would, I would also be willing to say that if there was 37,000 for the month in on Bricklink, I'd have to say there's gotta be at least 15,000 on Brickell. And, but the other thing too is I think that Brick Owl is very uh, international, so to speak. And I know that BrickLink is also very, very international. But for us, because we're just dumb Americans, I mean, we kind of see, oh, America's the best or whatever. And we kind of only think in that perspective. But the more that I think about it, as I'm seeing things happening, my first order on Brick Owl was from someone in Germany. And it happened three hours after I uploaded the inventory. I woke up, I woke up and I'm like, there's a brick, brick owl order. And it's from Germany. I'm like, what in the world? I have zero feedback. I have zero, everything. I have zero, everything. And instant, and you know, me, I don't consider myself a big fish. Like I'll say it all the time. Like I'm just a little guy. I'm just kind of tinkering around. This is like, I'm just trying to figure it out. You know what I mean? I'm not an expert. And you know, with all that said, 48, orders in 18 days on brick owl 48 i mean i've probably had more on bricklink but 
that's like 48 orders that weren't there. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, when you when you upload new parts to your store, do you got to upload them to both places or does putting no. it on putting them on one no. make them no. come into existence on the other? No. What it is is what is it what it is is this, it's this. You have a master. My master is Bricklink. Your master would also be Bricklink. So what it is is you're you're doing nothing differently. You're doing nothing differently. I don't upload anything on Brick Owl. I don't look, I don't do any research on Brick Owl. I don't do anything. I don't do anything on Brick Owl, period. Except, except for look for, at your orders received. Yeah. Look at my orders received and mark them as shipped. And that's it. I don't do, I don't look at the parts. I don't use the interface. I, I tinker around. So the, 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 sink, the sinking takes care of <laughs> quantities up, quantities down, and new lots, all of everything. it? Everything. All right. For some reason, I thought I had heard that, um, like, making changes to your inventory had to be done in both places, but, like, orders reducing items from your inventory could be synced. No. I got to tell you, I don't have any experience with the – I don't have any experience with Brick Packer or Brick Sync, which, uh, to me, you know, I've looked at it. I have no experience with it. but Maybe it's one of them that's what I thought of. It seems a lot more complex to me for a guy that I'm not a computer guy. It seems very complex to me uh, on the surface. And I know one of them, you needed like a Windows computer or something like that. I'm not a Windows user. So that was kind of, you know, like a turnoff for me or whatever. But this, um, like I said, Brick Freedom, when that opportunity arose, um, it's like on the cloud. So you're not running anything on your computer. This, you know, this guy has a server and... It runs everything. So basically it checks your orders and your in like it checks. So it checks, checks and syncs every five minutes, which I think is actually faster than the other ones. Cause I think the other ones are actually every 15 minutes. So this is every five minutes and the user face is absolutely gorgeous. Like when it comes down to like user interfaces and stuff like this, this guy really knows what's up. And when it also comes down to um, just overall user, like usability and ease of use for, you know, again, I'm not a computer dude. It's very, very uh, intuitive, I would say. And there's also a lot of support because he has a area so like when you get involved or whatever you start tinkering around you know there's an area where he supports he supports it he takes suggestions there's a lot of people that are using and utilizing it every day and there's always improvements and there's like a community so to speak where you know this guy's a legitimate dude i mean you can tell there's you know he really cares about what he's doing and he really wants it to succeed. And I think he's going to smash. He's going to smash both of these guys because he's already done it. He's already. Do you, do you think that somebody like myself joining Brick Owl will result in everyone who's having a great time on Brick Owl no longer having a great time? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not because it's it's the same thing because of like I said with um, you know. I've asked this question before when I was a much smaller store, like, 
isn't it so competitive on BrickLink and all this stuff? And I always would get the answer like, no. And I realize it now, like it feels <clears throat> like it's competitive because you're like racing against yourself and your own goals and all of these things. But there really kind of is enough for everybody. And no, no, no two stores are the same. Yeah. No two stores have the same inventory combination. Yeah. And the thing is, is again, with like the free market, like we talk about, you know, like there's bad stores and there's good stores and bad actors and stuff like that. And you're kind of, you're gaining a reputation um, that you don't necessarily, you know, you don't have to talk about it. You don't have to say, Hey, I'm a good store. You know, you can just read it in the data. You know, if, if someone does the research, you're like, Hmm, I'm not really going to buy from this store. What's mm. the pricing like on Brick Owl? Like, would you have to modify your prices? Because they're based, most of us have some sort of basis on the BrickLink average mm. for six months sales. Mm. Well, that number really doesn't mean anything when you go over to Brick Owl necessarily. I've tested, I've tested this because, again, I've told you before, like some of these orders, when I get orders, I'll research the price. I've tested this. Um, on Brick Owl, sometimes when you have something on BrickLink and there's a lot of other people that have it on BrickLink, sometimes on Brick Owl, there's only two other people that have that, which is it's a smaller seller base. Can you – I'm guessing when, when the two sync, it – it, the the price everything stays the same the quantity the price all that can mm. you have it where your prices are different on brick owl than bricklink and they don't try to sync i think that's something that's being worked on in the future i or i would not be have... the person who would think all right let me see which laser focused items need to be up and which ones need to yeah. be down i want to maximize all that no no, no 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 i would not be that I person will tell you, i will tell you what is that is a phenomenal question. And I know that there is a lot of things in the works. Remember, I was telling you, like, from what I understand, it's a one man operation. And this person takes it seriously to the point where not a sponsor. What's up? Not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag not sponsored. Um, but seriously, like it's, it's, it's very legitimate. It's very legitimate. Um, and there's 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 constant constant upgrades and updates and uh, quality of life updates. You know what I mean? Like this multi-order packing thing just came recently, and it seems like he's got a lot of things that he's working on and just rolling out. But he also has a day job, and you know, so on and so forth. So you know, easy as it goes. Um, yeah. So here's the other thing. In the last video, Steve had uh, actually come on and written because to give you uh, an idea, I actually messaged Steve to actually take a look at that video, the Brick Owl video. Um, and he ended up messaging you uh, saying that he would love to come on. Uh, yeah. Uh, when that happens, I would love to be on too because I'd love to talk to the guy and ask him some questions as well. So it would probably be like, if that happens, it would be cool to have two perspectives. 
he's gonna he's gonna put a face to the name with you and be like oh i I, i'm out of here (laughs) oh todd's oh that's todd okay i'm out of here no i mean bro he saw the video he he saw the video last time like he saw the last video and obviously he's probably seen your stuff or whatever it is he knows who you are um it's not like uh you're like mysterious on the internet you throw yourself out there bro you know what i mean like shout out to that i mean that's a very you know even like even this year, like I have a goal to actually get off my duff and start doing stuff. You know what I mean? Like shame on me for not carving out time to actually do it. Like I was doing a co- like a podcast thing with uh, some person I never met in real life and we were getting along just fine. Just getting on this, you know, this, this long form conversation. I love it. I do this all day in my day job. I do this. I could do this all day on here. I'm interested in practically everything and, you know, moderately intelligent. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, this is all very fun to me. Someone said that saying that you're too busy for something is in fact a form of laziness Yeah. because you're not willing to make the time to you fit that in. Out, you can carve out the time for anything that you believe is important. If you believe that binging and uh, Game of Thrones or whatever and saying that you can't do something to turn a hundred bucks into 200 bucks. That's absolute nonsense to me. You know what I mean? There's just no excuse. It's one of these things. Once you, once you get to a certain point in your life or if you've had hard times in your life or whatever it is, there's always something that triggers it into your brain that, you know what? I could do better. You know what I mean? And if you always believe that you will always do better. But if you operate in a space where you want to blame something like, oh, you know, these rich guys got it from mommy or daddy and this and that. And if you get your brain into that kind of thing, it's poison. It's poison. Yeah. It's absolute poison. Like in the whole universe of things, we're here for a blink. So you got to have gratitude for that you know i catch myself i talk about this with my son all the time you know he's six you know we constantly talk about gratitude and not in like some sort of a cheesy way but it's like you need to be grateful because bro there's someone that was born today with one arm or whatever or you know some just things you know like we have it good you know what I mean? We Even with all this COVID stuff and all this nonsense and all this crazy stuff, you know, sometimes I have to sit down and I have to, like, think. And I have to be like, you know what? Like, you know, you got to, like, smack yourself and be like, you got it good. Bro, I'll tell you a story. I was born in Korea. You know what I mean? Like, I was born in Korea. My, I was adopted when I was five. And my parents disowned me when I was, like, 16. So I was kind of like a troubled kid. Like, that's that's crazy. But when you think about it, is it's like, bro, I could have just been in Korea, which actually Korea is actually a pretty nice place today. But when I was born, when I was born, when I was born, it was like practically a third world country. So from when I was born to how it is today, it's drastically different. But it's like, I mean, I don't know. I'm very Americanized. But it's like it's one of these things where it's like sometimes you have to think. And it's like, you know, everybody, it's very it's natural to get into a place into a woe is me or a this or a that, or a why does this person have that and all this nonsense. It's very easy and it's very natural to get to that point, but you got to smack yourself and you got to be like, listen, there's a lot that you have and you have quite a lot. And even just whether it's 
material or physical or uh, mental. Like we have a lot and there's a lot of people that don't. And, you know, that's helps you wake up in the morning and helps you get motivated and throw down 16 hour days. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's my pep talk. But when and if we get Steve on here, I think we should coordinate it. I'd love to be on because I think it would be good for two perspectives. One, obviously you are a big wig and don't have experience with the platform or understand it. And you have a lot of questions in that frame. And I have 18 days experience into it. So it's pretty good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think it would be cool. I think it would be cool. And quite honestly, it's like, I think that that's what this entire internets of things is. And I'm going to go out on a little bit of a tangent here. I talked to you a little bit earlier today about a couple things about goals that I have. And one thing I realize is the power of the internet. Like, let's think about it. Bricklink, you stumbled onto Bricklink, you... And today here you are, you've put in the work, um, you know, you've learned a lot about business, you've been provided the opportunity because of this with the connectivity to be able to reach uh, an audience, to uh, do things that you're passionate about, to uh, do things with your hobbies and maybe even learn more about your other hobbies. If you want to learn how to change the oil in your car, you could do that too, all sorts of stuff. So we have all this opportunity that was just never there before. And with that opportunity, just the ability to have conversations, like a lot of people have difficulty just getting in front of a camera. You know what I mean? Myself included, my first time, uh, like in front of the camera, it's like, wow, this is weird and it's just crazy. But once you do it a couple of times, you put your hands on it, it becomes like, it becomes a lot easier every single time. Like you get this like stage fright, you know, there was like stage fright or whatever. But one thing that I know for sure is like Lego and Bricklink and Bricklink YouTubers, there's always a lot of talk about value, you know, whether it's part out value and just think it's like, you know, value and, you know, Lego in itself is a luxury brand and there's value there. And then it goes down to like, even like the builders, like builders, you know, they're making an investment. They're making an investment in time, effort, energy, money to, you know, build things, passion, creativity, all of that stuff. So really what we're talking about is we're talking about value and we're talking about, um, we're talking about investment. I mean, that's really what this is. We're talking about value and, 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 and like investing our time, effort and energy. Now, the thing about all of that is it makes me think about what we were talking about earlier about crypto. I know nothing about it, but I'm interested in about it the same way that of when I was interested about this Bricklink thing and stumbling upon your stuff. And what I realize is it all comes down to value and investment. So long story short is I'm going to get off my duff this year. I have a goal to put myself on some sort of a schedule to actually do more. And I wonder if 
like you have goals like what are your goals like you know we're going into the new year i know it's very cliche for like new year's resolutions and all that nonsense but i think it's a good time to reflect on the year reflect on you know what you've accomplished and like what are your goals for 2021 that's a great question and i'm glad you didn't ask me earlier because then i just would have been thinking about it all day and <laughs> no for completely serious um i i like it better when i just come up with an answer on the spot because yeah. i don't think that more time actually gives me a better answer yeah you think it would oh i can i can ponder this i can yeah. i can roll i can mull it about all day long it doesn't actually give me a better answer i love the unscripted life as well i i would love to figure out what else i can do with the skills and infrastructure that i have grown over the last 11 years if i had to pivot in some way what else could i do with what what i have right now what i've learned right. if if there's if the option to sell lego parts goes away what else do i have because i truthfully don't want the answer to be nothing right. and i would even if i don't do the thing i come up with i'd rather know that there are options for me than than think of a future where the rug is pulled out from under me yeah i mean that i can tell that that's heavy on your mind because it comes up a lot in our conversations and again it's like we don't really know each other that well if at all actually <laughs> and i find it i find it super interesting that we have these tools that we actually deploy and we're able to we're able to have like these conversations that are moderately interesting i mean i wouldn't say that this is the most entertaining most interesting thing on the face of the world or face of the planet but we do get into a lot of good, good stuff and i find it super interesting that we're able to do that never meeting each other ever and never seeing like it's kind of amazing to me so i would like to challenge myself to do something and i have a lot of ideas i actually have a lot of ideas i've been doing a lot of writing lately because i have a belief that hand to paper does a lot more than typing because i think hand to paper because it takes the time it's doing something where it actually connects to your brain whereas typing doesn't necessarily connect to your brain like I want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then you can just think about so many other things at once, whereas hand to paper, you're actually present. And I think it actually does something to the brain. So I actually have a lot of things. Like, I don't know if you've noticed, but I, I always have this, like some form of a notebook or something that I write notes on. And cause I'm like, I'm like a scatterbrain. Like, you know, I'm a scatterbrain just as little that you know, cause I can't get you know, I just jump from one topic to another, dude. I'm an absolute scatterbrain. But when I am focused and I have like a plan and a focus, I could stick to it very well. I have a couple of goals that I'd like to actually wrap you into 
and wrap other people into. And it's actually not like, it's not just like, okay, it's just some, just like goal. Like, okay, this is the goal. We're gonna turn this thing yellow. Um, it's actually a goal that goes across a timeline. So it starts, so if you can imagine, because I don't wanna actually express it in this episode. If you can imagine, the goal is like a seed and grow that seed over time and see what happens and actually document it. Because I think that is something that is very valuable to us, which would be creating these goals and executing these goals and documenting these goals. And I think it's also very, very valuable to the masses. And it does tie into Lego because I'm finding more and more that I work with Lego and and um, with these parts and pieces, I'm finding more and more that the things that Lego involved and all that stuff actually is relates to so many other things. You know what I mean? Because of what I was saying before, it's an investment on all levels. Lego is not cheap. Lego's not cheap. That's why on the internet, it's always talking about Lego deals and all these BrickLink YouTubers. What are these BrickLink YouTubers talking about? What are they showing? They're showing an investment. They're showing an investment in time, effort, and energy, and probably trying to sell or market their thing, which is cool. But that's fundamentally what it is. And to, I think that I have a solution to your dilemma, so to speak. And I don't even think it's a dilemma. And I'm actually very, very excited about it. And I know I talked to you about it a little bit, but I can't get it out in text message. You know what I mean? Like I can't get it out. Like I am a, I don't text message on my phone. Like me and my buddies, my friends, they know I don't text message. They don't text message. I don't text message. I don't have text message conversations. Yeah. Uh, I talk on the phone. I talk on the phone. Uh, I'm the opposite, actually. Like, yeah. I don't. I don't ever want to talk to anyone. Like, well, that's weird because we, we, we can express this with the written word just fine. Yeah. I, look, look. I like I like the written word, but here's the thing: is it's like I can get thoughts out writing and texting, but I I like the conversation because there's much more data there. You know what I mean? There's much more data with the the voice and all of that stuff. It's very complex or whatever, but you get a lot more information and you're able to get more complex points across. And I, I agree. I agree. I just I find I find uh, phone conversations super disruptive yeah. to to just, you know, everything else you're doing It's like you might as well you might as well blindfold yourself. Yeah, because uh, you're not about to do anything for the next however long this takes. I agree. And I am the same way. So I 100 percent agree with you there. It's fine if it's like it's scheduled. It has a cutoff time, all that. Yeah. But right. but otherwise, phone calls are just, you know, a big speed bump in my day. Yeah, no, I I agree. And it might be the people that you're having phone calls with. I Maybe mean, it's just I mean, I just have it kind of I don't want to call it trained or whatever, but it's like pretty much 
my friends as long as, and this has been as long as text messages started becoming popular. I've always had the, the theory that it's just not personal and I'm kind of a personal type of relationship. Burr. You know, what I, I mean? agree. I agree. It's, it's very impersonal. And yep. I, uh, I just like the paper trail that emails and all that create. Like here, here's what's happening. Here's yeah. here's the plan. Um, yeah. no, I I like having phone calls with people I know just fine. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you this: I I don't answer my phone unless I know who it is. Yeah. And my voicemail box is full, so no new messages can come in. Perfect. Perfect solution. And my store does not have a phone number. Absolutely perfect. I don't check voice messages. Um, I don't check voice messages, and I don't reply to texts unless if we're actually working on something. Um, and yeah, I mean, people people know that about me. I mean, look, these phones—they're so distracting in general. Just period. In general, there's so much. Like, look, we were talking. You know, I was trying to explain it earlier, like the format that you and I talk on, you're the only person I talk to on that. Yeah. And the thing is, is I just don't want to do it because there's people that are, they, they're, they see me on there because of the way that the system is set up. Yeah. There's a there. few people yeah. in that chat that are, that, that only their only interaction with Facebook is, is because of that chat. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think people spend too much time on Facebook is my, is my, now thing. I'll tell you this. The only time I spend on Facebook is in that messenger chat. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing I, I don't, I don't, I just don't use Facebook anymore. Um, I, I don't actually, know. I don't know when that shift happened or what caused it, but I just, I don't go on there anymore. I use the messenger app. I don't have the, the Facebook app itself. Yeah. I just have the messenger app and it's, it's just, it's the successor to AOL Instant Messenger yeah. that gets the job done. I don't need any of the bells and whistles of X hundred other apps that come I'll out a year what. that everyone's like, why aren't you on Discord, bro? I'll everyone's on there. I'm like, because I'm here. Like, this place works. <laughs> I don't need Discord. You got, the thing. you got the thing where it's like, you know what? This is where I am. You're going to come to me if you want to talk to me. That's, I mean, yeah, I that's I, I I get it. Yeah, it's cool. It's and cool. I'm sorry if it doesn't work for you. That's yeah, just the right. the one that the most of us landed on, and yeah. it's truthfully the only thing I use it for. Is like I've got a group chat about Gundam. I got a group chat about this show, okay. and I um, I I message a couple other people through there, and that's it. I think. I think it would be worth it for you to give Discord a try. Cause I, I went on there. It's just a fucking cacophony of menus and and words. And I like I don't use Reddit. I don't oh. use Discord. They're the same thing. Too many words in my face. <laughs> Look, it's uh, you know you're a man. You're a man of your ways. You know that. Discord is actually very, very, very... Uh, yeah, it's great if I didn't have fucking shit to do all day. I would love to be on there just digging around, reading everything there is to read. Just don't go down the rabbit hole. That's it. It's the same thing. It's the no. Same thing. You know what I mean? No, I, I, I'm, no there's, there's no rabbit hole to fall down on Facebook Messenger. 
Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Hey, listen, I'm just throwing it out there, you know? I know but, it, it works for a lot of people. It has its merits. Apparently, mm-hmm. if you do video games, then Discord is great. But I uh, I don't need it. Like, yeah. Maybe no. if, if, like, you know, there wasn't TV to watch, there wasn't video games to play, there wasn't you model watch- kits to build, there wasn't a job to be done, then I you would love TV? to be on Discord just okay, read so- some bullshit all day long. Yeah, no, I, dude, I don't sit around. I mean, there's been times, I mean, I've been down the Discord rabbit hole. I, I, I like it because it is actually a very robust tool. I, I don't want to single out Discord. There's plenty of platforms that it's just like, this is, this is not a tool. This is entertainment. Uh, Discord, I see it as, as a tool. I mean, it can, and you can, if you want to yeah. look at it as a tool, if, if you want to look at Facebook Messenger as entertainment and not a tool, you can. Yeah. I look at it as a tool. Yeah. Oh, because others look at it as uh, as entertainment. I look at Discord as entertainment. Others look at it as a tool. What's yeah? I guess you're right. I mean, yeah. I mean, it could get noisy, but there are things you turn the noise off. I mean, that's why I'm saying it's very robust. Uh, I joined Andrew's uh, bricks and beer Discord, and like three minutes later, I'm like, "Fuck this! I'm out." I mean, <laughs> sorry, that, sorry, Andrew. It's just that like might not I don't first taste. I don't need more entertainment in my life as strange as a statement as that is like i'm good i'm good you know how to find me i know how to find you (laughs) that's funny or sometimes i know how to find you you don't know how to find me you're you're very passionate about the uh anti-discord i like it's i I don't want to single them out because it's not just them it's like hey join all these other apps too it's i'm good I'm good. Like, yeah. No, I, always, you, you talk. We talk. We've talked about the like the BrickLink YouTubers and how it's it's just always this like greatest hits parade of of look at how successful I am. Yeah. And there's no mention of how they're not actually successful or things don't always go their way because you know you don't you don't man, broadcast that, that kind of stuff. That rubs with, me the wrong way, man. Like the some of the stuff that's going on, and I'm not. Well, Hard. That's a, that was an example. I'm not talking about that in specifics, but uh, the looking okay. at the YouTubers like that is almost like looking at people who really enjoy Discord and Reddit and things like that. It's like, don't you have things to do? Yeah, like, this is what you do now. You just you know, read my, this. My thing is this, and this is, I guess, just talking about that. Look, I'm not an expert in anything, but. I am also a consumer. So, yes, I consume content on YouTube. Uh, and, you know, getting to this, some of these guys, you can you can tell clearly what their intentions are. And I think it's extremely unfortunate, and I think it's bad for the community as a whole, whatever the community is. Because I have a belief that if you're going to be on YouTube and you're going to promote whatever it is or do whatever it is or try to get people to subscribe or do whatever it is, I have a firm belief that you have to provide, like have to provide value. You have to provide value. And when I see that you're, basically doing the me too parade and 
trying to garner donations or whatever and all this it's it's toxic and um i just don't like that so my goal is i'm going to provide a lot of value i'm going to provide as much value as i possibly can this year my goal <laughs> is that i i'm gonna i'm gonna cease uh hearing the opinions of anyone younger than myself yeah I mean, you got you you have to respect your elders and yeah. and understand that they know more than you so anytime you listen to someone younger than you you're doing yourself a disservice i mean look i mean anybody can learn. yes there, there there are smarter people that are younger than i am sure yeah. i could learn from them but yeah. statistically don't listen to anyone younger than you i don't care i don't i don't care so much about age i care about the context of things and when you take a step back and you evaluate what's going on, you can sometimes see what someone's intentions are. And once you start seeing what the intentions are, I find it very predatory. And I just dislike that on every level. Um, and that's kind of a lot of the things that I'm seeing, but you know, it's just, one of the just things cut them out, man. Cut out the toxicity and just turn it no, off. No, I mean, look, it just look. I don't subscribe to anybody on YouTube. I don't. I I don't because I just I just I don't know. I just I I don't. Well, you're uh, still seeing it clearly. I see it because YouTube. You don't really need to subscribe. You know, no. YouTube, and YouTube will give you what you're looking for. You know what I mean? Pretty much. They're going to point you in the direction. The algorithm does work. Uh, so you do get my view. And my subscription doesn't really matter because you're going to get my view and you're going to get the view time if it garners the view time. But then I guess just you, you just can't go on there then. No, I mean, look, I enjoy it. I don't, I'm not trying to get cynical. I'm just saying like BrickLink YouTubers, there's, there's some really, really, really good ones, like really good ones, like super good ones that provide massive, massive amounts of value. And then there's quite a number of them that are kind of, they don't provide value and I just, it's predatory. You know what I mean? predatory and it's like vultures or like uh if you know who they are like if you understand what i'm saying you pretty much know who they are you know what i mean yeah yeah i um i don't think i take in any lego youtube content anymore i don't know that i subscribe to anyone who's currently putting out Lego content. I'm probably subscribed to plenty of people who have just disappeared because yeah. they've moved on with their lives. Right. But I don't think I take in any Lego content on YouTube, which is super strange, I guess, to think so, about. What about... No, I mean... No, except uh, uh, Bricks and Beer, Andrew's show. That's that's the one. I'm not familiar. I'm not familiar with that. I'd like to actually probably catch up on that. Do it, man. Um, Bricks and beer. They got t-shirts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't go on the YouTube every day or any of that stuff. But I, when I do get on, I I could get into a little bit of a rabbit hole. I mean, I don't watch TV. 
I mean, that's the whole thing is it's like, I don't like, I have a TV, you know, for like my family, like I'm not trying to, but I, I really don't, I don't watch TV. I don't have like a desire to see, I don't know. What's this movie that's going like the wonder woman 84 or whatever it is. I don't have like a desire for any of that stuff. Uh, I'll watch movies with the family, but I don't get into like TV shows or any of that stuff. I, um, you know, I used to be in a hotel like 300 days a year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, back in, uh, I want to say. Did well, that, did that was, burn you out of TV? Cause you like couldn't control it. Well, this is what was going on is I was in a hotel like 300 days a year. I was on the road a lot. And I was in a different city all the time. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, long work day, you work hard. Um, you go to a hotel. And in the hotel, all that's in there is a bathroom, a TV, and a bed. And then whatever else, like a desk or whatever. So you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to reward myself. I'm going to watch this TV. And my thing was... History Channel and Discovery Channel back in those days, because I, you know, I always try to learn something. And this was when History Channel and Discovery Channel were starting to turn into a lot of this reality TV stuff. And ice road truckers, yeah, all of that stuff. So what was happening was I would wake up in the morning and I couldn't remember what I watched on TV. I couldn't, and it's not from anything from being tired or anything like that. It's just. You know, when you're on the run and you're running, you're running and you're, you know, you're not hanging out with your buddies. You're not doing any of that stuff. It's just a bed and a TV. And the reality TV shows that were coming, I wouldn't be able to, like, I couldn't recall what I was watching. I'm like, wow, this is a complete waste of time. And this was also when, this was around the time of uh, when Obama was running for president the first time. And what I began to realize is, wow, they're really turning politics into like sports, like Red Sox versus Yankees. And I found it very, very like inspirational, like what was going on, because Obama was, my God, this guy was super, super inspirational. Like, unlike anything any of us have ever seen, like the stuff coming out of his mouth would give you shivers sometimes. Like, You'd be like, holy bajoli, like this is the greatest place on earth. Like this guy is the man and he's representing the most wonderful place on earth. But it was basically it the the way that it was being pumped through the media, it made me realize like they are deploying the tactics that they deploy for sports entertainment on politics legitimate a hundred percent. And I was like, I've got to, I've got to erase this out of my repertoire. I've, I've, I have to erase TV out of my life. And yeah. I basically erased TV out of my life and really never looked back because, you know, other things too, like, all right, what's a good show? I love the Simpsons. Okay, cool. Well, Simpsons is a 30 minute show. I actually timed two of the episodes of the Simpsons. And I realized that 13 minutes of that half hour were commercials. Then I actually took it a step further and counted the amount of pharmaceutical commercials that, that weren't really relevant to the general public, but were backed by major, major brands. And I started to get very, very disgusted at TV to the point where it's like, there is absolutely no way I can support this. And that's that's my story about not watching TV. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I, I don't have 
TV either. Right. But well, today's different times. Yeah. What do you? How do you feel about um, commercialist streaming services? Yeah, bro. I've got Netflix at the house. Do you? Do you? Do you see it as a completely different entity? Like this? This is just a different form of entertainment. I wouldn't even associate it with what I what I used to call TV. I like it. I can't really call it TV. I like it because it's basically it's giving you control. You know what I mean? Like when you have control, then the only person at fault is yourself. You know what I mean? When you don't really have the control, you can't really fault yourself. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. It's just like it's just like this 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 epidemic that's been going on with like heroin. And when you do some research, you realize that a lot of the a lot of it comes from oh this person had an injury or something like this person was going places had an injury got out maybe abused it or something like that and it's like oh wow this is really sick this is really dark you know what i mean like i don't i didn't really mean to go into there but it's very similar like if you are unable to control it based on you're actually utilizing your free time on it but you don't have control over it i find that very disturbing um, but with Netflix and like Hulu and things that you pay for and you have the control to pay for it, and then you have the control to watch what you want. Well, not a hundred percent because it's the same thing as like the YouTube algorithm. They're going to, sh- you know, I'm sure my Netflix thing looks different than your Netflix thing based on what you watch and stuff like that. Uh, Vicky and I sh- share the same account. So it's totally fucked. So like, it has no idea yeah. what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I do have a profile on here. My son has a profile. Uh, my wife has a profile. Well, her, it's her. It's her. Actually, our Disney and our Netflix are both yeah. her family's accounts, and like so, all the profiles are taken, and we get one for the two of us here. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like I don't know. Here you go, <laughs> bro. I gotta tell you, like, so the whole thing about TV, I guess, I guess I'm completely wrong. Like, I, I, I watched The Mandalorian, so I watched both seasons of The Mandalorian. Uh, I don't know if you're into Star Wars at all. I'm really not. I'm not like a major Star Wars fan. I like the I like the story of it. And then the whole like John Favreau, um, you know, he got his directing chops on the movie Elf. And yeah, I, I saw that in passing with um some Netflix show with the holiday movies that made us yeah, yeah. And I found that super interesting. So it's like, it's not like I'm anti-TV. It's not like I say that I don't watch TV, but I guess I do, but not on a regular basis. I don't have a, you know, I chill. I chill every I, I, uh The only thing I've watched on Disney Plus is The Mandalorian. <laughs> and yeah. it was um, incredible, right? Yeah, yeah. I also I just watched uh, I watched the live action Mulan uh, last weekend uh, okay. because it's it's free now on on okay. Disney Plus. You know, free. It's um, it's no longer you got to pay thirty bucks to watch it. It's yeah. gone to the. It's just here now. Um, it's gone to the peasants. It's gone to us. Peasants. Yeah, and it's I'm I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad I didn't I'm glad I didn't pay thirty bucks for it. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a great movie if you forget that it's Mulan. <laughs> Oh, it's just yeah. they they changed so much about it. Yeah. Not that it has to be the same. I get it, but if if it was just like this is a movie 
about uh you know feudal china you'd be like cool let's do it i don't know enough about mulan like i don't know then you're probably fine you're probably great (laughs) you could watch it and you'd be like cool the other thing too is i have this thing where i can't remember lines of movies i can't remember movies like i don't remember like my favorite movie uh forever was this movie called memento and i couldn't tell you what anything what like what even goes on in the thing i couldn't even well i mean that's christopher nolan so right but i'm (laughs) but i'm saying it's it's one of these things like you know how guys like can recite the one-liners off the movies and they know the little things and the little bits and pieces and all that i just don't have that skill and I find it amazing, like the people that do. Um, I just don't have that skill. Like you know what I'm talking about, right? Where it's like you know, like I, I do. I'm, I'm the, my, the look on my face is because I'm trying to figure out if I agree with the finding it amazing or not. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't necessarily think it's a great thing when people take up that much brain space with with reciting movies and tv shows and things they've heard it's it's almost like a negative effect on your communication skills (laughs) you don't you can't say anything original or opinionated because all you can repeat all you can do is soundboard things you've heard before but then i wonder is that actually what communication is maybe Are, are we are we all just soundboarding noises we've heard before Maybe that's a, that's a little too deep for this show. I find it a little amazing because I just don't have any knack for it. Like, even if it was my favorite movie and someone says the one-liner of it, I wouldn't recognize it. Like, that's how... I guess I just don't have that that portion of brain capacity. I just don't have. If you're watching the movie, can you do it while you're watching the movie? Is this, like, come back to you as it's happening? Yeah, it depends. It depends. Like that might it might be a contextual thing then, where yeah. you can repeat it just fine when you're in that zone, but completely separated from it, you can't. You right. can't get in the context of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What's your favorite movie? You got a favorite movie? The Social Network, ironically. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know, I don't use Facebook anymore, but that's my favorite movie. I saw the movie. I don't recall the movie. <laughs> that sounds like, about right. Story, you know, drop out of Harvard, blah blah blah. Um, lawsuit, something, Jack person. Like I, like I know the story, like loosely. The story. <laughs> so what? What makes? I wish it- that was the back of the DVD. Just everything you just said. <laughs> <laughs> what makes it your favorite movie? I like business movies. Okay. I, I like movies. True or not, stories about the come up, the come up, the success, the mm-hmm. failure, all that. I like, I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, if I feel like I would even like a documentary with which has like a level of fiction to it through a- live acting. Mm-hmm. Like, if if they, they threw in scenes recreated scenes or something into a documentary and it kind of went outside the the truth of what actually happened i think i would still love it as long as it's about the come up of some business yeah 
for a long time, my favorite movie was Memento. I wouldn't be able to tell you why. I think it was just because of the way that it was like kind of stitched together. But uh, another one was uh, Enemy at the Gates, the one with the snipers. Dude, the yeah. dialogue in that movie is absolutely incredible. And I, I wouldn't even be able to tell you what the dialogue was, but that's why I like that movie. Like, I, I remember when I, when I watched that movie, Enemy at the Gates, I would actually write, like, you know how, like, I would write down some of the quotes because they were so powerful. Like, I would write them down because they hit me so hard. And I wouldn't even be able to tell you what those quotes are. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to watch that movie again, Enemy at the Gates. That's a good one. I don't think I've seen that one. I'm like drawn in several different directions with similar titles. It's that guy. It's that guy that all the girls like in it um, with the cool name. Jude Law. Jude Law. Absolutely wouldn't have been my first guess, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Jude Law and then um, another guy that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah, this is... This we are the movie podcast. No, I'm telling you, I'm terrible at this, dude. I'm terrible. I wish I was better. That's why. That's why I think it's amazing that people like I. I'm terrible at it. And again, these are these are my. I would say my two favorite movies. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not very versed in the movie world. Man. Yeah. Uh, I gotta say, I really enjoy a lot of Ryan Gosling's work. Um, I don't know if it's the ones I've seen have like similar writing or similar directing or similar. Saved by the Bell, dude. No, no. Um, uh, Drive and uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine and other things. Okay. Wasn't his come up on some TV show? Probably. I I don't know any of his earlier stuff. I just know that it's probably the the writing. Yeah, in some of those movies, because I don't want to say I mean, he's an actor. That's the job. There's here's the script, here's the directing, here's the editing. There's all that. So I don't want to like say he makes every movie. He, he makes it. The <laughs> movies are great because of him. I don't want to say that because I don't know that. He just got lucky. He just got lucky. He, oh, okay. Ryan Gosling. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of the stuff I've seen him in is just like they're really well done movies. Oh, you're talking about the Notebook? No, I haven't seen that. It's that might have been where he came from initially. I don't know if that's what you're thinking of, but just the more recent serious stuff he's been in. Hmm. Um, I want to say there's more than just the two movies I listed, but. I can't you think know, of any right now. You know what's funny is, you know, everyone always talks about The Notebook. I've never seen it either, but I feel like I feel like it would be a good movie. I mean, I like those I like those uh those, you know, I find myself liking the movies that the ladies like because yeah. they're touching. You know, it's just like another side of you that, you know. You reach that point in your life, you're like, I could go for a good cry. Yeah. <laughs> or just, you know, drop a tear. Just just drop a tear. Just one. Just one tear. Just drop a tear, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> just dropping tears out here. Uh it's cool. Um actually we we saw a movie um we saw a movie the other day on Christmas or something. It was um Soul on uh Disney, that cartoony one. Watched it with the kid and uh 
That was pretty touching. I actually fell asleep, but I heard it was touching at the end. I'm like a I'm like a fall asleep at during movies things. You know what I mean? I mean the concept is there. Did you see the movie? No. I I really can't get into kids entertainment. I just can't do it. You can't do what? Kids entertainment. I just I, I know it's like it's for all ages. It's a family yeah. thing. I just I just can't get into it. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I don't know. We try to we try to limit the amount, of, so we got to make it like when the when when the kid is you know watching TV, we got to make it count. You know what I mean? So it's like you know, I think that was the one for the for the day. That was the one. That's the big one. Got to try to keep these kids off of TV, man. It's rot their brains. Yeah. Especially like since all we have in our world is technology with this isolation, like got to force ourselves to go outside and, you know, kick a ball. You know what I mean? Like kids, we're going to have a rough time, dude, with the next generation coming up. I mean, yeah. Someone was telling me that like we look at electronic devices like 17 hours a day. Oh, yeah. And 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 it's supposed to be one of those headlines that makes you go, "Oh, I got to put this phone down." It's like, "Do you have a job? Does your job involve a computer? Yeah. If it doesn't, then you must be a trash man." I don't I don't know what you're doing, but if if you if you use a computer at your job, you're you've automatically got like 8 hours into that 17. So, calm down, it's not as bad as you think. It's inescapable. My thing is it's like when we were able to go out to eat in the world and you would go out to eat and you know, we make it a thing. Like when you sit down and eat, you have to be present and you have to like be engaged. Like it had, like that's just you do fun. that, that cliche, like all the phones in a stack oh, thing. No, not, it doesn't even have to go that far. Like we don't turn it into a thing. It's just one of the, it's just like a rule where it's like, you know, you sit down and eat, you have to be engaged. You know, think about it like in the 1930s when it's like, whew, glad we got to eat today. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> things you know what no, I, mean? I, I get it i get it and I, i'm so i'm so unplugged that yeah i don't know that i knew that they closed restaurants again in pa i don't know that i knew that like we we went out looking at lights tonight and we're in this this like big shopping area and all the restaurants are closed i'm like that's different it's it's only 7 p.m i mean i guess it's a monday so what in the winter i guess that's uh, oh they're closed because they're closed yeah. yeah, I don't know. I didn't know. I don't care. I mean, do you do a lot of cooking? Is that what it is? You just cook your own or whatever? Um, I guess we, so. We tried That's, it. We tried I, I never really thought about it. Um, I, like, I'm trying to think, did my amount of eating at home increase this year or stay yeah. the same? I mean, it didn't decrease, obviously. I don't know that it increased. Yeah. We, uh, we get takeout like... Once every two weeks, maybe. Yeah. Trying to keep it super minimal. And then even when they opened restaurants back up for indoor, I don't think I ate in a restaurant more than like three times during however many months that was that they were reopened. Yeah. Yeah. My thing is, again, I was on the road like 300 days of my life. I had to, you know, this is when I was a much more single person. Uh, (laughs) So it's like, right after all that. And then I actually wasn't homeless and in a hotel every day of my life. I, uh, really grew fond of cooking. Um, I grew fond of cooking and I grew fond of growing like stuff to eat. 
because I could recall like in my early twenties, I'd be like, Oh yeah, you're, you have a garden, you're a wuss. But then, <laughs> when I'm older, I realize that's actually one of the most manliest things like gardening because Provide, providing using, yeah. yeah you're like you're you're understanding and you're and you're learning about plants and you're you're growing food <laughs> for your for your body and for the people around you like that's pretty manly um you know because you think like oh manly is like beat people up and uh make money you know what i mean <laughs> but it's but like, like how much i, I it's always I, I have no hands-on experience but this has always troubled me how much garden do you have to have to like to have food for yourself because you, you fucking pick the tomatoes off that plant and you know you get a couple meals out of that but then how long until the next tomatoes are there uh not that much actually but here's the thing tomatoes are very expensive and you know, just not, an example. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, tomatoes are very, very expensive. But you'll get stuff like cucumbers produce a lot. Tomatoes actually do produce a lot. Um, you know, I'd like to get into finding someone that has the abundance, like next year, and just like can them. Like canning is super cool. Like I know that sounds kind of wussy, but I think canning is super cool. Um, but yeah, you'll be amazed. Like. It, gardening and growing stuff you produce a lot more than you think you know there's a lot more than you think like even if you do like herbs just simple stuff like in your house like oregano parsley uh you know like just stuff for like the italian seasoning that you put in a pasta sauce with some tomato you'll be you'll be amazed how much it produces like produce a lot produce a lot more yeah and that, because when I was doing it, I was like, I was in an apartment and I was doing it like in uh, like pots. Like I didn't have a plot of land. I wasn't like killing the land or anything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I was doing it in pots and it produces quite a lot. Produces a lot. I mean, I wish I could garden more. And then... Uh, well, I'll tell you this. I do not have any windows in this apartment that face the right direction. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we, really. we have like those little solar wiggler things in the window too. And they... They only see the sun every now and then. It's like I can't even I can't even put put like a little solar panel in a window. It's just it's not it's just not facing the right direction. No, I got there's four of them over there because Vicky keeps buying them, and only only three of them sometimes work. You know, I've got those house plants. Do you do you mess around with house plants at all? She's got a few, but they just they they don't. There's no sunlight that's good enough in in the directions we have yeah that's what i'm saying i've got these easy ones it's 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 classified under those plants that are like they clean the air in your house or whatever it is and um when i when i make it down there sometime it, it's like a rooting plant and it doesn't require much like we neglect it and it still grows so it's <laughs> like like it's crazy um, I think it would do really well with not having sun, quite honestly. I think you could put it in the bricks on the dollar warehouse and it'll probably still do all right too, you know? I probably have a better chance there than than in the apartment with the the direction of the building. Like there's only only windows in these two directions mm. in here. Cause there's like other apartments on in these two directions. Right. Um How's the traffic in your store? You're open what three days a week? Yeah, yeah, three days. How's it's uh, 
they're they're three solid days, and I, I I don't mention this publicly a lot, but I have no intentions of going back to seven days a week. Yeah. I don't care what happens in the future; it's just no need. So it's, yeah, you're producing scarcity. You're producing false scarcity. <laughs> yeah, you gotta yeah. We make jokes about the store next to us where their hours are minimal. Their uh, their online presence suggests that their hours are more, and like people to show up at all hours of the day and night when they're closed. And when I'm like, "Come on, man!" It said it was open online, and there's this psychology behind it where if you tell people online that you're closed, they're gonna go somewhere else. But if you tell them they're open. And then they show up and you're closed. They'll be like, well, I'll just come back later. I'll try again. I'll try again. I won't go anywhere else. I promise. There's this weird psychology about it. And and I sometimes envy how they have funneled their whole customer base into this tight, inconvenient window. <laughs> where it's like, you need us. We don't need you. Wow. And I, I, I want to get to that point. Uh, I was really surprised because on Christmas Eve, they opened like three hours before they normally would open. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're breaking all your own rules right now. <laughs> Out of your mind. What is their business? It uh, We call it the junk shop. It's uh, So you know Ollie's, right? Ollie's. It's yep. Ollie's without a marketing budget. Picture that. Wow. Huh. It's, uh, hey... Did you not buy this when it was on clearance at Target? Well, guess where you can buy it now? From us. Uh, is it new or used? New. new. It's all yeah. new. Um, I've heard that, and I, I can't confirm it because, well, I don't, I don't own the place. But I've heard that when Target salvages a bunch of their stuff to Goodwill yep. for the write-off, yep. these guys buy the pallets direct from Goodwill and just put it back to regular price in their store. It's kind of fucked, Got but it. hey, don't hate the player, hate the game, right? Yeah. I mean, look, there's a market for everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see them adding any value to this world, but yeah, not, not everybody does. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm finding is your average consumer loves loves the hunt. You know what I mean? Yeah. They love the hunt. You know, I've been in the tile business for a very long time, and I've got stores that it is an absolute mess in there, and they just do an amazing amount of business because they're leading their clients into a hunt. (laughs) And what I find is that in the end, they just direct them anywhere they want them to go. Because when you walk into the store, it's an absolute mess. So I should stop trying so hard to keep my store organized, my retail store. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you can get away with it in the Lego world because I think it would actually drive you nuts. And I think that you would actually (laughs) take losses. Uh, In the tile world, it's different because they're not selling the product that people are looking at. They're actually because they're just samples. Yeah. You know, floor samples or whatever. So they don't necessarily they're not taking losses. If the sample disappears, the distributor is taking the loss. So the rep has to come in and 
keep things tight for them. So that's a kind of a, it's a different world. It's a different sure, world. Sure, sure. But I think it would absolutely drive you nuts. And I think you'd probably take losses if your store was a mess. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Because they're not, they're, they're buying the actual thing when they come into my store. Like you see it, you grab it, you buy it. What would you say? Do you think you get shoplifters in your store? Are there shoplifters? I'm sure there are. There's shoplifters for everything. Yeah. You just, you don't worry about it. You, you do what you can. You understand it's part of business. Have you ever? When, when, once you open the door, that's it. <laughs> do you have any shoplifter stories? Like you caught someone in the act? No, I don't. I The only stories I have are when like a parent brings their kid back in because the kid oh. took something and like I I didn't fucking know. <laughs> and then the parents doing that that right thing where they they yeah. rub their kids nose in the nose shit. In the poop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And wow. and they have to return a thing and it's it's good on the parent. I love um, that. I, I, I I honestly wouldn't have known. <laughs> yeah. Because everything I sell is tiny and there's lots of children, so. Yeah, I mean I always wondered in that you know, because I've obviously thought about, oh, okay, you know, where is this thing going for me? And there's only, I guess, one way to go. Or, I mean, there's a couple ways to go. And I always wondered about how much loss, how much loss you would take. on because Well, there's, so there's, there's some retail stores like mine that everything's behind glass. Everything's in cabinets. And it, you just got to, like, ask for anything you want. But I think there's a certain percentage of un, incompleted sales yeah when people can't put their hands on it yeah huh do you do a lot of consignment i know that you were doing a lot of consignment before where people would i guess i guess give you stuff and i don't do any new consignment the people who i open the store with the initial consigners they can mm -hmm. still put stuff in but i'm not taking anyone new right okay hmm if if you could open a store with zero consignment, I'd say go for it. But if if this is the way you have, if you have to open it with consignment because that's the only way you can afford to do it, then then do it. All right. So, what is it? It's uh, we've got the new year coming in what two days? Something like that. I am gonna. I want this to be last week's episode. <laughs> Sure. So don't want to miss a week, even if we like fall behind for a little while and then catch back up. So I'm going to put this up straight away. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, my bad. I mean, the last week episode was me, right? I mean, what was that? That was Christmas Eve. Was that Christmas Eve we were going to do it? Yeah, either Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like, I think it was, I don't know what it was, but I thought I was good. No, so it must not have been Christmas Eve. I don't Sorry, know. Wednesday then. Yeah, I thought it. I thought I was good, and then last minute, you know, I mean, happy wife, happy life, you know. Yeah, no, it's it's nobody's fault, um, yeah. and we're not expected to never miss anything. Yeah. Here. No, no one is upset except for yeah. me that we missed an oh. episode. I mean, I. It kind of wore on me a little bit. I was thinking because it's like I'm not really one to break a. I'm not really one to break a thing. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's one of these things where it's like, you know, if I say I'm going to do something, I'm not like anybody that knows me will tell you like, Hey, listen, you know, like I'm not one that reneges, 
You know what I mean? Um, but but it's it's not. I mean, it, it's my responsibility to have a show every week. It's not yours. So. You should uh, you should try to do a show by yourself. You, I mean, you I just, seriously thought about it. I just don't know how it would go. I don't know what I would talk about. I mean, and I don't want it. To, I don't want to stumble around. So I'd have to have some sort of topics list ahead of time. Have you ever tried maybe even just running it live? I mean, you've done a live before. Right? I've done plenty. I've watched plenty. Yeah. I'm not convinced they work. Really? Yes. I've seen huh. too many of these live streams where it's just the host reading the comments section as it comes in, reading yeah. the chat off. So we, we can all read that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You don't need to read it to me. I'm here yeah. too. Yeah. I wrote that. You don't need to read it back to me. Right. It'd be one thing if people were putting questions in there, and I was answering those questions. And when I done it, when was, when I finished answering question, oh look, there's another question. Let's answer that question. Hmm. That's just not how it winds up, though. That's the problem. Oh, okay. It's just a whole bunch of people bullshitting, and then a host regurgitating all that, and and no one needs that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right, but I mean, if you had a stacked audience that that was seated with questions yeah that'd be one well, thing i don't know because i mean you've got you've got a, a a decent amount of subscribers that you would at least have probably i i do but i don't think the people with the questions would line up timeline wise with it being live mm. the people with the questions would be like oh i missed it and the people without the questions would be like, I got nothing better to do. I'm here. Yeah. I don't know. Is that speculation or is that something that you know from experience? On your own channel? We could try it. I mean, it's... I'm not saying I'm, I'm willing to try. I just don't have a lot of faith in it being a worthwhile piece of content afterwards. Yeah. Right. Or even potentially during. Really? Because it would be similar. I mean, think about it. If it's if it's you and I, it would be similar. It would be or whoever it is. It would be similar to actually what that is with just another added. Added. Some added sauce. Well, you're saying just me and the audience, though. Oh, okay. Well, just you and the audience. Just me. Only person in the room. Yeah. Talking to the audience. The audience is not going to fill as much of a gap as let's say you would or Paul yeah. would or anybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I don't know. It, I mean, if, if, the, if it was beefed up and people were ready with, with questions and worthwhile comments, sure. I'm sure it would work, but mm-hmm. I don't think my Maybe. current audience would, uh, line up at the same time yeah. and, and have the questions and, Allow it to go for two hours. Right. Um, did you look into... I, we're going into like two and a half hours now. Um, <laughs> did yeah, you, we'll, we'll wrap it up for the folks. <laughs> I have so much more to say. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, 
yeah, I think, I think, I think, again, it's always, it's always cool kind of kicking it. And, uh, you know, next time we're not going to be talking USPS because, whew, we made it, man. We did. I it. hope so. I, I and I hope, hope uh, we looked at some of my no's on the yes, no column today. I don't think we made it yet. <laughs> some of those, some of those things are really. Uh, you're gonna go. You're gonna go into your end of day, and you're gonna look for all those no's now, aren't you? I don't have the end of day. Like, see, you, I'm looking you, at. I'm looking I, at shipments. So you know how, like, on the top, it's like orders and then shipments. Yeah, on shipments, and then yes. all of those uh, tracking numbers are ones that have not finalized, right? No, they all stay in there forever. It's not that they disappear off that list when, when they've been delivered. There's either a little airplane yeah. or there's a checkbox. A checkbox means delivered. Um, so yours and, is different because I don't have an airplane. Mine shows a truck. What the fuck's yeah. the difference? No, I'm just saying. I mean, I find that interesting because how do you have an airplane and I have a truck? Unless the airplane is for international and the truck is for domestic, but I don't think that's the case. I mean, you see it every day, so you see a lot. I of don't look things. that closely. It's a little green airplane or a check mark or a globe oh. for international ones. I have a truck. This is a mystery. Now we're gonna have to figure this out. Why do you have an airplane and I have a truck? That's unacceptable. I'm shipping a whole lot more than you are, <laughs> no, I guess. No. I so you're in you're in, you're in the Mile High Club, and I'm I'm in the I'm in the <laughs> I'm in the airplane uh, you're bracket. In you're in the truck bracket. Oh, you don't man. you don't want to see the bracket beneath yours. Jeez. It's just it's the guy with it's the, it's the homeless guy with the stick with the bag on the end of it over his shoulder just kind of he's doing the uh pedestrian crossing pose with the stick and the what do they call that the stick with the bag. There's a name for it, I Is think. It? Is there? Yeah, there's got to be. It's good. It's a, the hobo sack. The hobo <laughs> stick sack. Is what we'll call it. We're, we're going to call that thing the stick sack. Stick sack. So uh, Hey, one quick thing. I know we talked about it before. Hotkeys on the on the thing. Ship station on ship station with the hotkeys when you're when you're doing the thing. Definitely, definitely set them up. I set them up, and it's a game changer. Is that, for, is, 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 is that for the the? you're putting in is that for the presets for the shipping presets presets yeah because remember we were talking about the presets and the presets is beautiful yeah where do you where do you have to be clicked in order to use a hotkey so you just have to be clicked on that thing and you just instead of you know on their order like you click on on their order on the left yeah and then yeah wherever wherever you set it up to where the presets are yeah basically instead of clicking and then clicking you're just, you know, for me, it's command. Let's just say it's four ounce command four. Boom. It loads it up. Uh, all right. I'll look into that tomorrow. Do Cause um, do it tomorrow. It is. I'm, I'm willing to save the time because oh I like I for me, what I've got going on seems easy enough. Yeah. But if you say that it can be a little bit faster, I'll check it out. It's it's good. It's good because I I was doing it without the presets for the day for the first day. Then I loaded in the presets, and then I'm like, let me do this hotkeys shenanigans. So basically, I did you know three ounces, three ounce. I mean, you don't ever have any one ounce packages, so one two one and two are open. Technically, so, you can you can four can be your minimum because it's up to four. 
Yeah, but I, for some reason, I always like to put three for anything that's like two ounces. I don't know. I, I put, I use three as my minimum. I don't know. Sure. That's just me. That's just some weird. I don't know. You know what I mean? I feel like, I feel like the USPS gods will bless me because it's actually two ounces, but I'm calling it three. You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's the same price. The only, yeah. I just, I, sometimes I wonder because I, I, a friend of mine used to do anything that was four ounces or under. He just did it as four ounces because mm-hmm. it's 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 all the same price. And yeah. I wonder if the reported packages that are incoming to USPS have a total weight. And I, I, I just wonder if that throws them off at any point in the whole process. Like, there's a lot less weight here than should be here. Yeah. Because all, all of the ones, twos, and threes are declared as fours. I do all my ones, two, and threes. I declare it as threes. And then if it's really a four, it's a four for me i don't know one thing that i dislike about ship station is you can't do 16 ounces and run it first class on paypal interestingly enough you could do it 16 ounces and run it first class i thought you could on paypal and then yeah. i just when i went over to ship station or just like maybe you can't yeah. i never really thought about it twice yeah, but, on PayPal, legitimately, 16 ounces goes 16 ounces. I don't know what kind of voodoo they have over there, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that's that's how maybe, it is. Maybe they do decimals and they're running it as 15.9 or something when you put 16. I don't know. I don't know what it is. So, you know, that's that's one thing. I mean, like I said, I mean, I used PayPal forever, and then I used uh, Pirate Ship for probably two or three months, and... I took the plunge on the ship station. I'm never looking back. Never looking back. It's so interesting because, like, it's paid. You have to yeah. pay for it monthly, yeah. unlike the other stuff. Yeah. And you still want it. Yeah. And not you in particular, just in Bro, like, the, I use it, you use it, people use it. The efficiency, I don't have to have multiple screens and do this and do that and copy paste this and copy paste that. Did you? Did you happen to get Stripe to work on there? I didn't try it because they're asking for all that business information. Uh, I just didn't feel like plugging it in. I'm going, okay. I, I will. Like, I just got lazy. You know, it's one of those things. I just got lazy because the Stripe one, they're asking for a lot of stuff. They're asking for all your the tax ID, all this, that, and the other thing to do all that collab. And Wait, I was, are, you, are you saying you didn't do Stripe on BrickLink yet? No, I have Stripe on BrickLink, but okay. on USPS, when you set it up, they ask you for all of that too because it, it ties you into the Stripe terminal. So you have to, everything needs to match, right? Maybe maybe I didn't fill out enough information or something because, like, the but, Stripe the Stripe orders just don't populate yeah. in yeah, to, to chip station. Manual. I got to oh, do yeah. that. I have to do new order and I copy and paste the. Uh, the um the address from BrickLink for any Stripe orders, which sucks, but. How many Stripe orders do you get versus PayPal? Actually, go to Brick Brick Owl. You're going to get a lot of Stripe orders because it's yeah. fully integrated. It's fully like uh, it. From what you know on BrickLink, it seems like it's fully integrated. Mm-mm. Brick Owl, it's fully integrated. Uh, I think a lot of people use that. I think a lot of people use Stripe. I'm finding. I would have to say 47 orders. I'd have to say 30 of them are Stripe. It's interesting that they both chose Stripe because there's plenty of credit card processors. I think Stripe is the one. You think so? 
I think. That's what I think. I think I think Stripe is the one. I think a lot of major uh, card terminals and stuff like that use Stripe. Stripe is actually pretty cool. I didn't realize how cool it is. It's super cool. And it's all that API stuff. I think that's why they use it, because it's very robust in the world of API. Uh, yeah. I know, because Stripe, it's the same company that has Slack, the, the, the messenger. Yep. yep. And, like, when you log on to Stripe, they've got, like, logos for all their other shit. So it, it makes sense that uh, they're, they're a robust company. Yeah, no, it is. It is very, very, very robust. Um, PayPal is getting into cryptocurrency. I know you're, I know you know that. Do you have any quick thoughts on that? We'll get the F out of here. I just, I'd like to know what money actually is. Was, was money ever a real concept? I would love to discuss that, um, but. I don't know that I would love to discuss it. I just. Really? I, I just wonder, like, what is money? I, I have lots of ones and zeros in this bank account, lots of ones and zeros in that bank account, lots of ones and zeros on PayPal. Dang, you got, you got it, you got it like that. Lots. Well, I, I, ones and zeros, like, like, <laughs> like digital, you know. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Binary. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. mean. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any twos through nines. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's I, something that I, it's something that again, back in the days of not watching TV, it's something that I spent a lot of time researching because I was asking myself, what the, hell, what am I doing in my life? I'm in a hotel 300 days a year, and um, I feel like an absolute loser. I'm making money and I don't have expenses, but what is money? So I went down that rabbit hole. Uh, quite extensively and um i wouldn't call myself an expert on it but i know a lot more than the common person about it because i spent a lot of time trying to figure it out i think money is something different to everybody to me money is just can i do what i want or can't i do what i want it's a resource right now i can do what i want so I yeah. guess I have enough money. Other times I couldn't do what I wanted. So I right. didn't have enough money. In layman's terms, it is a resource. You know what I mean? Um, but the sad, sad, sad factor of it is it's heavily manipulated. And just really quick, how I can prove that it's heavily manipulated is this. If I had a $100 bill and I ripped it in half and I gave you half of it, what would you buy with that $100 bill? Nothing. Exactly. Because there's no intrinsic value in paper. And the unfortunate fact is there's this thing called quantitative easing. And that's just a fancy term. You know, remember that term, quantitative easing? It's a fancy term for printing money. So the way that your parents view money is that Fort Knox held the gold that basically represents the paper 
which is the receipt that basically builds the confidence that that, pap that paper has value. The unfortunate truth is it's being printed to oblivion. And to add on top of that is when there's only a limited supply of these pencils, it has value. When I start mass producing these pencils, the value is gone and it diminishes at a rapid pace. That's why when you were 10 years old, if your grandpappy gave you a $100 bill and told you, listen, I don't want you to spend it. I want you to stuff this thing in your mattress. And I don't know when you were born, but let's just say that was in 1990. So in 1990, you stuffed a $100 bill. Today, it's worth you can't less. buy anything. What's up? It's today. It's not worth a hundred dollars. Exactly. So that's 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 the that's the I'm I'm going to call that the cliff notes. Um, but then there's also other things that make it very 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 dark, uh, which is fractional reserve lending, which turns it into an absolutely crazy 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 rabbit hole. Um. You, I'm sure you could look at it like that. I I kind of look at it in black and white, like, can I do what I want or can I do what I want? But then sometimes I start wondering, assuming that there's a fixed amount of money. I know there's not, but assuming that there is and I earn a bunch of money, doesn't that mean that a bunch of other people have less money? The money has gone out of this pool and into that pool. Uh, the problem is the problem is it's being printed at an alarming rate. Yeah, yeah. If if it weren't though, and somebody let's say was hoarding money, wouldn't that just make it harder for everyone else? Yeah, the money is not going right. into the economy. It's just like it's it's almost like it's been removed. The beauty of it all is it's created a lot of comforts for the general masses. And that is the thing that's good about it. However, you have to understand, you know, you always hear this stuff about the, um, you know, disparity, like wealth, wealth disparity, like, you know, basically the richest 1% of the planet basically own more than everybody combined, you know, that kind of thing, like the you know, I don't know the term, but you always hear this yeah. about the about the how crazy off balance it is. Um, I don't know. You know, like I don't look. I've all I can say is gold and silver has been money for over five thousand years, and it can't be manipulated. I can't turn this. I can't turn this into silver. I can't turn this into gold. I can't. It's just not. It's just not possible. Um, that's why, and if you can remember, I mean, pre-1964, your coinage had silver in it. Yeah. 100% silver, which tells you that gold and silver money for over 5,000 years, you know, you've heard of the gold certificate, which is a, it looks like a dollar bill, you know what I mean? But it would say gold certificate and you would be able to go to the bank and this is basically a receipt right? This is the receipt of money. You would be able to go to the bank and say, hey, listen, and it would say, pay to the bearer on demand 
this much in gold. Today it says this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. And on the top it says Federal Reserve note. The Federal Reserve is not part of the government. It's a centralized bank. It's a LLC. It's a bricks on the dollar. And what they do is they put the treasury into debt. That's why you look at it and, you know, you ever see that debt clock and it's saying like 16, you know, I remember when it said 16 trillion, it probably said something real crazy. No, I don't know how long ago that was, but I remember yeah. when it said 16 trillion. And the most interesting thing about that number trillion is that number was only used to measure like space. You know what I mean? Like trillion. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that, that 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 multiplier. There's no only only had like sp spatial connotations. Yeah. But here we are, and you know how things are, like exponential, right? I started my store two, a little over two years ago. I mean, I'm averaging a lot more orders than I was last year. You know, and that's just solely do, you know, there's a lot of factors involved, but it's just exponential. Right. And, um, you know, look, it gets wild. It gets wild. And I don't want to I don't want to get into a crazy thing and all this stuff. I mean, we could talk about it. I could try to explain a couple things. But look, bro, on the back of this thing. That's the seal of the United States. Right. And it says it on the bottom. It says the great seal of the United States. Right. Yeah. What exactly is that? It's a That's, pyramid with an eyeball on it, bro. That, you know what I mean? Like, come on. That's that's a different podcast. That's a different podcast. But uh, that look, podcast has tinfoil hats. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, look, I'm not a tinfoil hat guy. You know what I mean? Like, I can't go and buy a cheeseburger with a, you know, like, I understand. I get it. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is it's good to know things. You know what I mean? It's one of those things. Like, I'm a firm believer that it's okay to know things. And if people want to think you're crazy because you're trying to, I guess, enlighten them on a couple things, whatever, you know? It doesn't matter to me, you know? I still ride or die, you know what I mean? I still I still like nice things, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it is what it is, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's nice to know things. Am I out here to change the world and to make everyone woke no that's not my job you know what i mean you ever feel like none of it's real when you when you you pay for something with with uh paypal or digital currency in some way like you pay for a large expense like a a rent payment or a car payment or something like that you pay for it from bank account online or paypal yeah, account you feel like, but are they actually, like, am I actually giving them anything? <laughs> I, sometimes See, that, I just feel like it's not real. That's what makes it even crazier and even easier to manipulate. Because what ends up happening is every time you swipe a credit card, what it does is it actually prints more money. That's what it does. It, it doesn't do anything. It just prints more money because it's, it's that we are basically indebting today 
to keep our future in debt. So it's basically your kids. So the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. And that's actually what's going on. Um, whether or not this debt clock or whatever this debt is really matters, I don't know. Or if it has major implications, I don't know. Like, I'm not an expert on that, but I know that the debt's not being paid off. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, there's that debt clock in, um, you know, New York or whatever. And it's also on the Internet. You know, you look up the debt clock in the United States. It, it's constantly moving at an alarming rate. And it's not make-believe because that number correlates to anything that shows you what the national debt really is. So it's not just, and you're watching this thing move at an alarming pace. I don't know what the answer is, but I know, I know that that basically proves that it's not real and that it's made up. Yeah. But you can still buy a cheeseburger with it. You know what I mean? I mean, bro, think about, think about like housing prices. Like when I was a kid, my parents, uh, they were in a decent neighborhood, middle working middle-class neighborhood. Uh, they built the house. You know, my dad was in the Vietnam war. He came back, he had all the, you know, the benefits of being drafted in the war and serving our country. He built a house, uh, in an area that was like on a dirt road, you know, my parents are old. They're like 70 ish. So built a house and all in building the house, everything 40 grand, 40 grand all in. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously the interest rates and things like that were a lot higher back then, but 40 grand, this had to be what 1960 or whatever. And I guess that, that's a lot. Of, I don't even know if it was 40 grand. It was probably 20 grand. And then maybe they remortgaged and then it was like 40. I don't know. But somehow I have that number in my mind. They sold it in 20, 2007 for 320,000. Some crazy number. I mean, come on. You know what I mean? Come on. So then everyone always tells you, buy a house, buy a house. It's the best investment for you and your family. Buy a house, buy a house. Well, here's the kicker to all of that. And they always say, oh, it's the best investment in the planet and all of this stuff. Well, Maybe it wasn't when you bought a house for 40, you know, 25, 40 grand. I think it was 20, actually, like 20 grand, 25, 30. We'll call it 30. Buy it for 30. And then 50 years later, you sell it for 300 and whatever. But there's no way that you're going to buy that house for 370 and sell it for $700,000. You're going to sell that thing in $700,000 in 50 years? Not a chance. Not a chance. So today, the median house price is what, 250 or whatever it is? I don't know what it is. But let's just say it's 250. You're not going to go and buy this house for $250,000 today and sell it when you're 65 for $500,000. It's just not happening. Like anyone that thinks that that's going to happen, you're absolutely out of your mind. I guess I, I guess you look at it like this. Um, there's not a lot of things you can buy that you can sell that many years later for an equal or greater price. Like most things are consumable 
houses are consumable, but less consumable than other things because they they can retain a value. The the ability to the ability to do that with houses is is gone. You know what I mean? To create that much equity. And look, I'm not an expert at this topic. But unless you fuck that house up, you're not going to necessarily sell it for less than you paid for it. For the most part, yeah. But unless they you know that there's a crash not, or or you know, you, not, you really you're not making a windfall. No, no. You're not making a windfall. That that's gone and you should uh you should understand that it's gone. Yeah, I mean, I would say I would say the best the best investment you know, look, we. I basically broke this whole thing down. Like the the Bricklink thing, Lego, is an investment. It's an investment of your joy or your whatever or whatever angle it is for you. It's an investment, and it has a lot of value, and it's a store of value. Um. There's a lot of things that are. I would. I would. I would say. You know. I mean, this is what I was saying about the whole crypto thing and all this. Like, I know very little about it, but I know that it's not going anywhere. And that is like all the stories that you're going to hear if you research it is, oh, yeah, this guy back in 2011, $200 investment was the best investment. And now the guy's a millionaire. Like those days are probably gone. Right. It's just like anything. If you get in on it early, like if you get in on, you know, name it pyramid scheme, not to say that this is a pyramid scheme, because I don't think it is. But if you get in on it early, well, guess what? You're on the top of the pyramid. Guess what? Uh, any of those MLMs that you see going around with whatever it was or Avon or whatever, you better believe there's people on the top that are making 80 grand, to $200,000 a month, 100 percent. Because it's there's a you got all these little minions under you that are just shooting up pennies and dollars and whatever it is. Um, but the days of yeah, you're gonna go and put in two hundred dollars and you're gonna come out the other end eight years later a millionaire. I hundred percent believe that those days are gone. But I also believe that it's not going away, and I think that it's the blockchain technology that's gonna be able to be utilized for everything, and. Uh, this whole decentralized currency thing, it's 100%. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. We could talk about it more. Um, I plan and have plans to get into it very small. And my thing about it is I'm going to take a very small percentage of my monthly revenue from BrickLink or BrickOwl or whatever, and I'm going to deploy it into there. And I'm going to put my hands on it just like I like to do to get a taste and kind of learn it. Yeah. And that's what this is. In. And, you know, I talked to you earlier, if you wanted to be down and get involved and we compare notes, it's the same thing. You know what I mean? I also have another few different other ideas that I think would be interesting to not just Lego people, but everybody because as much as it looks like bricks on the dollar, Chris is a Lego person. Yeah, he is a Lego person, but I'm sure he's interested in a lot of other things. 
as the same with me. It looks like I'm a Lego person. Yes, I'm a Lego person, but I'm also interested in an array of things. And uh, I'm interested in an, an array of things that a lot of people are interested in. And I like to learn about a lot of things that a lot of people also like to learn about. And I find that very valuable. And I'm gonna do my best to get off my duff and put in the work. So, hashtag get off your duff 2021. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for joining us for another, uh, whatever this is, another three hours. Chat. Fireside chat. Another chat. three hours is a notch in your bedpost. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I would say we'll see you next week, but... <laughs> No, not that we won't see you next week. It's just I'm going to put this one up right immediately and then aim to have another one to publish on Friday because if we do that on New Year's Day, then we're back on track. And if we don't do that, we don't do that. Uh, I'm just, I hope that I'm not, he won't hear this part because I don't think he listens to him, but I hope we're not throwing Ace. He's the guy who, um, who gets this show from YouTube to all the audio platforms that some people take it in on. Uh, I hope I'm not throwing him for a loop. They're all numbered, so that should be enough information for him. <laughs> but they're not necessarily <laughs> sticking to Fridays currently, uh, which is when he knows to look for them. <laughs> Sorry, Ace. And thank you, Ace. Ace, you're a good man. You're a scholar and a gentleman, Ace. Um, one last thing is, uh, look, I appreciate everyone that watches this stuff. Um, and again, Chris, I, I'm going to be doing something on that semi-dead thing that I was doing before. So, you know, we're going to, I don't know, man, you want to collab or whatever? You want to do something? I have, I have ideas. I have ideas, and I'm going to actually deploy it, you know, just like anything else. You could have all the ideas in the world. If you don't do, uh, you're not doing it. You know what I mean? So Yeah. That's what's up. All right. Until next time, all we right. don't have an outro.